The Joe Rogan Experience. Herman Cain, explain yourself. Yeah, baby. That was a quick, quick fade there. What are you doing there, fella? Scared oh, me. Scared me with your tricky work on the sound. Duncan Trussell's here, folks. Hello. And whenever Duncan Trussell's here, shit gets weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's your realm, bro. You're, you're the king of weird shit. Speaking of weird shit, you know how they... It's odd that they call the fleshlight a sex toy. Mm-hmm. Why do they? What toy is the wrong word for what right. that is? That's a tool, <laughs> not a toy. Sex yeah. shovel. A toy makes it seem like you would like sit and like GI Joes would play <laughs> on top of it or something. Well, it's it's a toy, I think, because of the fact that it's silly. You can't help but laugh at it. You yeah, know? and I guess you play with it. You know, it's like a less offensive way of describing what it really is. Something you fuck. You know, imagine if it just said that, the flashlight, something you fuck. It'd be great. <laughs> they just called it that. It's a million times better than a sex toy. That's like a John Wayne Gacy term. You got you kids want to play with my sex toys uh, in the basement? Uh, do you know they sh- they sell sex toys at Target now? They or, do? Yeah, they, 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 they have all these new companies, or not new companies, like condom companies are now getting into vibrators. And like they have vibrators oh, yeah. now at, at uh, Target, and it's called like personal massage units or something, but it's just vibrators. What? At Target. Really? Yeah. But they have to pretend it's for something else. They have to right. show the girl like rubbing her face with it. So repressed. It doesn't even My show. temples are so strained. Like, big fucking rubber dick. Such right a repressed society. So fucking repressed. <laughs> They they, they got to call it a personal massager. They can't say a, a fuck tool, and you got to call it a toy. Yeah. If you do decide, and the other weird thing about it is, if you want to talk about sex, you have to say, "Well, it's adult entertainment." Like, what's that? Yeah, adult what does that inter- even mean? Adult entertainment. That makes you think you're going to be watching a symphony, not like fucking. Do butt you think plugs. that all this repression when it comes to sexuality is a direct result of overpopulation? Is that what it is? Is it like we feel overpopulated and we're trying to slow down? Yeah. No, I don't think. I've never thought that. I think it's all based on the. uh, It's all based on the fundamentalists of all religions. uh, Right, but where's their urge from? With this urge to control sexuality, what is the root of it? S and M. It's a it's a form of S and M. You know that joke you do about. that joke you do about the priest sitting in the fucking in the in the confession booth yeah. with this tiny little hole as they listen to people tell their darkest secrets. Yeah. That's S and M. Like that could be in a sex club. If there was no confession booths, that would probably be a thing where it's like, yeah, go in the secret booth, man. Yeah. People tell you really dirty things and Isn't you can't jerk crazy? off. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That must be so hot for them. <clears throat> oh, they yeah. hear like really crazy stories. It's erotic, dude. It's really sexy because these, you know, there's guys in the booth being like, man, I put my fingers in her pussy and then she wanted, father, she wanted me to fist her pussy. Go on, my son. And I was just pumping and pumping and father, she squirt, she squirted, father. You haven't had sex. You're, this is a guy who hasn't theoretically not had sex in years listening to like. Ever, maybe. Yeah. But he, they have. I mean, they have. They have. At least they have nocturnal emissions. Like they, they come at night in their sleep. <sighs> Priests are always blasting jizz. Isn't it isn't at night. ridiculous that after all we know in 2011 that people that anyone would not not even just that anybody would do that, but that anyone would 
at all take anybody willing to do that seriously yeah. and not think they're fucking crazy. Like when you see the Pope like having an interview, like sitting down with great heads of states yeah. and politicians and kings and queens from around the world, you're, you're looking at this guy like this is... This guy's wearing a fucking superhero outfit, yep. okay? He's wearing some crazy Jesus superhero outfit yep. on, and he's getting to talk, and he's a fucking cult leader, yeah. and he's getting to talk to presidents. Yep. If Catholicism was new, if it just came out, if someone just invented it, okay, you would for sure make fun of it, and for sure it would be labeled a cult. No different than the Moonies, no different than the Hare Krishnas, no different than any other new ideology that tries to get introduced into our system. But Catholicism is one of the weirdest ones, yeah. man. I mean, as someone who grew up in it, you know, someone's just been around those churches and the stained glass windows and everything is dark and no one is fucking happy. But and, how about ooh. the transubstantiation of the communion wafer where they believe that they convert the communion wafer into the flesh of Jesus? Yeah, what? And they believe... It's not a symbol. There's like I, I've heard that, that they really truly believe when they do their whatever the spell is over the crisp that it turns into Jesus skin, and then they're breaking up the flesh of Jesus and oh consuming God. the flesh of the man God. They don't really, you know, the, the only people who are really into Catholics are dudes who are fighting off the gay and a lot of old women. A lot of old women get really into old men are like get the fuck out of here yeah. with this. Most old Catholics that I knew, you know, I, I had the joke about Catholic suicide bombers. You'll never see a Catholic suicide bomber because none of us believe in it that much. Right? Yeah. Catholicism <laughs> is like a hmm, fuck it. You never know religion. Yeah. Like it, it might be real, but you know, it's not count on this. <laughs> but old women, old women, and dudes fighting off the gay. Good dudes fighting off the gay, man. They dive into the fucking Lord's word. When I was in high school, there was this poor kid who wanted to be a priest, and he was just fighting off the cock just every day. So, he was like so the space shuttle re-entering orbit with, uh, with leaky tiles. So sad. He was just fighting off the urge to just dive oh, on the father, cock. Father. He was so gay, and he was really religious, man. And he, I think he became a priest. Please, God, keep cocks oh. out of my mouth today. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading about this fucking crazy story where there's a lesbian couple and they have a son and they want to, the son is uh, 11 years old and they want to block his hormones because he says that he's a girl and he wants to be a girl. So they want him to be positioned for gender reassignment at 11 years old, Fuck. but he's making his decisions. And his name is Tommy, but they say that he only refers to Tammy. He calls himself Tammy. He dresses and dresses, and he wants to be a girl. Jesus, poor up. kid. Yeah, what happened there? Is do you think the kid is is that a um, an emotional thing? Is that a physiological thing? Does anybody have that nailed? Like why people wish that they were another sex? I I guarantee that it's not like just a decision for an eleven. No eleven yeah. year old is gonna like put themselves through turning into a. He wasn't just like, this is going to be interesting. I think I'm going to try to be a girl. Well, according to the parents, um, he had done that since he was a baby baby. It's and physiological. That, so you think it's just some wacky th coincidence that this is happening in the presence of this lesbian couple that's raising him. You know, because oh, this is where right. the real argument comes in about sociology versus physiology, like what, what exactly causes certain behavior or certain wants and inclinations. I don't know. You know, I mean, uh, I'm, no, I'm no expert, but I... I 
you know, I know that people are real uncomfortable when they hear that a lesbian couple has a boy that they adopted and that this boy is being considered for gender reassignment to become a woman at 11. You want to go like, whoa, okay, did you, what do you guys like? (laughs) Can can I sit down and talk to you? You know, how do you feel about men? (laughs) Yeah. You know, do you fucking hate them? Do you you talk shit about them all day? So you think to please his mommy? I don't know. No, I don't think that. I definitely don't think that. Especially since it was I don't have an opinion. I have no opinion. You know, honestly, I, I, uh, I just find the whole subject to be incredibly fascinating. The whole, whole idea of gender reassignment. That term is fascinating. It sounds like something incredibly that would happen to you in the military. Well, obviously, <laughs> You're like, getting sent for gender reassignment, like boy. The, it's like the robot military. Well, yeah. obviously, they should not let, like, hopefully, that kid has to be 18 to honestly be able to do that, right? Like, Apparently like, not. No, 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 no. What they're trying to do is they're trying to give the kid uh, blockers right. that keep him from reaching puberty. That's Yeah, but that's that should be against the law for them to be able to do that i would I, that's what i would think the, the yeah, kid can't make a decision for himself yeah, i mean you know? i don't think you can fucking jack nature like that at 11 no you know you you don't know what you're doing you don't know the repercussions how could an 11 year old possibly wrap their head around the idea of what they should be responsible with for their whole future you they're not you're not a man yet you're right. not even responsible for yourself you know you, you your mom has to check to make sure you wiped your butt you know and at right. 11 at 11 you know i can't imagine I can't imagine. That said, I have a friend who's going through that. I have a friend whose son is uh, going through a, a gender reassignment issue, and he's. Uh, That's a new. Is that a new word? That's a new term. This is like the new ADD or something. Um, I, I, I've never I don't heard believe that term. It is. I think you know that's what they've been <clears throat> calling it when they chop your dick off. <laughs> 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 that was scaring too many patients off. This is the chop your dick off clinic. Oh, you're here to get yourself a fake <laughs> vagina and no penis. All right. All it's right. like two Give items me. on the menu. Give me that money. <laughs> yeah, that's two items. Of chop your dick off. <laughs> and chop your dick off or sew, sew a dick on. Well, for women, you know, they, they, I don't know how many of them get an artificially constructed penis. They convert the clitoris, right? Well, not really. What they do is, um, for the most part, they just jack them up with roids, and roids make the clit turn into like a little dick. See, uh, the clitoris and the penis are apparently made out of the same sort of tissue. And when the clitoris is in the presence of massive doses of testosterone, just yeah. chimpanzee rage doses, it becomes a dick. It gets so ferocious, it grows like a rhino horn. <laughs> and that's just from just pumping test into a woman's body. It's all crazy to me, man. I, I've been around bodybuilders before. I knew girls that did roids for sure. There was girls at, at this gym that I went to. There's one, one gym that I went to in North Hollywood. They were fucking gigantic women, man. They were big. They were like a buck 80, solid muscle, 5% body fat. Dude, you don't get that way. There's a lady who used to live down the street from me that was like a Miss Olympia. So, you know, wow. it's, a weird, it's a weird thing, man. You they start do look weird. When they do it backwards, though, like when they take the dick off to make it a pussy, don't they use the, mm. pu- the dick hole and then they kind of like just open it up like an artichoke or something like that? I think, yes, yeah, something along those lines. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think they actually try to sever the penis and use it to line the skin of the right. vagina. So as the per- if the person still gets excited, they still have like a feeling, but they can't orgasm anymore. Yeah. No orgasms forever. It, it makes me wonder then, like, if there's Terrible. any sensation to get, you know, like, you see those videos that where, like, people are shoving pencils up their dick holes and mm, stuff like that. Of course. It, it, it has, does that feel good? Um, May, does it have a sensation? It's got to gotta feel terrible. Have, like, is that a new way to jack off? 
Um, I, I, I think once it heals up, it probably doesn't feel too terrible. They're probably so excited by the fact they got this little fake pussy. Oh, that probably. It probably feels good. I thought you meant pencil in your dick hole. Well, that's what I was, <laughs> like, that's, that's got to feel horrible. And you no, pause for a second. I'm like, oh, no, no, it, because it's the same hole is what I'm saying is when they split open the, the dick and they, no, use, they have sex, not that's the, the hole you're no, using, right? No. When they make when they make a man not, and a woman. Not, no. mm, that's a good question. You might be right. He might be right. They're not know. that you're you're, you're there's that no way mean, you're fucking you're, you're, you're they're not fucking, fucking your urethra. urethra. I'm just Going saying right. They stretch it out. So they do. <laughs> yeah. they get your urethra. There should be a peno, penis trainer, like an yeah. anal trainer. Who's the first person who did this operation? That's what I want to know. The they start out with the shell of a bullet. They start off with a number one pencil and they go to a number two and then they go to that nice fat three one that we no! enjoy. They get to a 38 round <laughs> where you really pack it in there and stretch out Fuck. the tip of that cock. And it's a six month process until it becomes something that you could fist. Oh, I've seen videos of, of, of chicks knuckle deep in a guy's oh, dick. God, just really? pushing down into yeah. his dick hole. Just yeah. fucking oh, fishing around down in oh his balls. Oh my God. No bacteria on those nails. Oh right? God, the infection. Fecal matter. And, oh. <laughs> this girl I know, uh, she, she does webcam videos, and a lot of guys do that. Oh, Jesus. Like, like I was Jesus, surprised. And Jesus. She, she will screen capture all of them. Oh, but, my like, if you God. Go to, what's that? She screen captions all of them. Yeah, so they can see her as she sees them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow. And you know that? What's that? Uh, chat roulette? Is that the thing that chicks do? I'm sorry. Is that the thing that chicks do now? They, they well, yeah. you, you it's, like beat off and they look at you. Yeah, one on one. Yeah, it's kind of like it's what you always used to do with like girls from forums and stuff for free, but now they're they're charging like something like ten dollars every two minutes. And yeah. you, it's kind of cool because now you're making a personalized porn video, you know? So it's pretty yeah. much like chat roulette, but the girl's hot on the other side. Hot, yeah, I'd like but to the see girls can, they can screen capture. They can get photos of your yeah. cock and everything. Yeah, it's, well, it's mostly just cock. They that don't have faces in it. terrible. Your girl, she's like all screen capturing dicks? That's just rude, man. No, they're it's screen capturing. The, you know, yeah, it's but she's a professional. Ways. Yes. Yeah. Well, you have to, like, I would have to beat off with the. This girl I know only does it when it's pencils in the dick holes. You know, oh. you know what That's I mean. Like it's only, only crazy shit, the or there's something ridiculous. Going Doesn't on. she oh. have to take an oath before she becomes a webcam? Yeah, you woman? should have to. Like have Look. a Hippocratic oath. Yeah, you won't take you're screens. not allowed to harm. Yeah. You're not allowed to take screenshots of dudes' dicks. Dicks. You're here in the service industry. That's right. Oh, I screen capture all the time, all day. There really should be sexual service industry. There really should be. You know, the idea that that's illegal is so fucking gross. You know, I think it probably causes more rape. It causes more anger. If if prostitution spreads disease. Yeah, I don't want my daughter to be a prostitute, of course. But if prostitution was legal, people are going to do it. And guess what? Some people are going to actually like to do it. Yeah. And some people are going to enjoy going there. And some people they're just crazy bitches, and they really wouldn't do anything else anyway. And what are you going to do? Are you going to fix the whole world? Are you going to fix the whole world? Or are you going to let them get tested and get taxed and let them be treated like they're not some outlaw? You know, it's not. An, it's, it's an outlaw thing. You're, it's, if you're a prostitute, you're a criminal. If you're giving away sex for free, you're just a whore. But if you're actually getting money for it, you go to jail. They lock you in a cage. And the idea that we still have that in 2011, regardless of what your beliefs are about sex, whether you should or shouldn't go to a prostitute, I agree. That's kind of a weird thing. It's a little dehumanizing. The whole condition is it's very strange. But fucking for sure it should be legal. You, yeah. can't, you can't lock people in a jail. You lock people in a cage for making someone feel good with their mouth. What the fuck is wrong with you? It's insanity. It's, it's absolute fucking insanity. It's fucking lunacy, man. It's complete insanity. The fact that it's not challenged. 
The fact that that's not challenged in 2011, like, and the fact that Apple's not censoring it off of Siri when you're asking for a blowjob and they tell you where the lo- the closest escort agency is. Yeah, did you know that? This is what he did. He he asked it. Uh, he's actually like, no. I'm I, I mean, told you this. I yeah. go. I, I t- last night. I I just sit there in bed and try new things. You know, and right. I'm sitting there. I go. I need. I want a blowjob. And they're like, we found four escort agencies closest to you, and it's like that's 2.7 incredible. miles away. You know, Steve Jobs has programmed you, some Apple. shit in there. That's it's just waiting for someone to say the right thing. I just hope they don't start censoring it, though. Apple, keep on going that way. Make it like the internet. Don't start censoring it. That's fucking cool that you actually have that in there. Yeah. Open a time not. portal, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> he just put it in there knowing eventually someone's Siri, what is exactly going to happen on December 21st, 2012? Cannot access future <laughs> node. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that's fucking cool, man. But, but one thing that seems interesting, it, it seems like that it's uh, run off a server because it's been, you know, everyone's activating uh, this Siri, which is a remote assistant on the new iPhone 4S is what we're talking about. Well, you but, know what it's based on, right? Uh, the Dragon? Or no, no, it's no. based on Wolfram Alpha, which was that search engine oh, that was right. created oh, no, by shit. all these PhDs that right. wanted, they literally wanted to put together, the, the concept is a website that can answer any question. Wow. So no matter what your question is, you know, how many, what is uh, the weight of one pound of nuclear waste? I've used it before. I've used it for shit before. Really? Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so apparently that's what that's what that's what's behind all this. Wow, that's you know? really cool. It's amazing. Yeah, when you ask for a dead body, it goes a sewer, an old warehouse, a junkyard. No, where to, yeah, he said where to put a dead body. Yeah. yeah, you didn't make that. I thought you. This is a fake. No, video no, no, you no, made. No, 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 no. I've been laying in bed using it, just like fucking making up shit. Holy shit! Dude, dude, if you ever have shit. a device, if you ever have a gadget, and you want to learn everything about it. I just buy Brian one too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then I, <laughs> I, I say, "Where are we at now?" And he's like, "Dude, this is what I just found out." And he'll find shit on it that you would never figure out he's yourself. A fucking gnome. Yeah. Well, he's just a gadget whore. I know. I, I need to figure it out. Gets I need jiggy to, with them. Well, and I think it's run off a server. Like I think like that they're going to be able to constantly upgrade it as time goes on. And I'm just worried now that with all the attention to all the, uh, of course, the X-rated stuff, that they're going to start censoring it. When and I hope they don't right. start doing that. And but but. It is cool to think like what Siri in five years is going to be, just like when we first saw the iPhone 1 to see how, how it's changed. The technology from then, it's going to be pretty much, a per, it, like most relationships without sex, it's going to be better than that. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be anything you want to talk about, any questions you have to ask, and you're going, it's going to learn, it's going to get to know you. It's, you know, it's pretty much going to be like a, artificial intelligence, I think. What do you mean most so relationships without sex? Because what else is it? You're sitting there talking to some a computer. You oh, know? you mean uh, most of the yeah. relationship without? Oh, like most like like, like a relationship without sex. Yeah, you know? but you know what? You won't feel the same. That's if what the you flesh know, light is. If you for. know that the robot is there for you because it's artificial, you're going to abuse it. It's not like a person that you love to have around. I right. think most people would probably just beat the fuck out of their robots. Yeah, but if they, <laughs> right. if they knew that their robot wasn't a person, but was always going to like look out for them and be there for them, yeah. and, and you would find that robot annoying, and you would kick his ass because you know he couldn't fight back because he's only there to protect you. Right, but if it gets but, to know you better, I mean, I'm already it's not like, real man. It's no, a robot. No, no, but if it gets to know what your answers would be and your personality better, because yeah. I'm already interested in it, and it's just not even smart right now. Now, right, you right, know? right. But what if it starts to get to know you, and now you're so interested in it, like crack? That Are you, you wanna... asking what if you fall in love with your phone? I, yeah, and she's she, she has things. I even asked it to sing the other day, and it started singing me a song. I mean, it's pretty what? much it's it has it's fascinating. Like I want, I'm addicted to it. I'm addicted. to What it. if Brian just got a cursed iPhone? It's not Siri. It's got a <laughs> demon in it. 
<laughs> he well, thinks dude, <laughs> I mean, if you were a real fundamentalist, if there's any more Satan, yeah, this is this is the devil in the machine. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's true. That's what Satan does. Yeah. You know, someone told me once, Satan cannot create. Only God can create. Satan is only capable of imitation. That's why Satan is <laughs> the god of music, of rock music. Satan is the god. It's like I love dudes who just like have knowledge, yeah, like that. Totally, especially about to Satan. They want to give it to you. This is I'm going to tell you, and they're yeah. all confident, and they're just saying just crazy shit. Yeah, just think about that. Just think about that. I've always said that if you believe in the devil, that's a different kind of crazy because there's a lot of people that will talk all day about God, yeah. like on TV. God bless America. Yep. May God save our troops. You know, God is on our side. Bush said, yeah. God is on our side. That's on TV. Right. I believe God is on our side. Could you imagine if he said, we found the devil, he's in Afghanistan? Yeah. You'd be like, oh, this guy's crazy. Oh, you yeah. Guys, that is fucking mine. Well, no, you, don't, you didn't really find the devil, but it's okay to invoke God into the equation as long as it's sort of an abstract thing oh, that you're pretty sure you're never going to meet a, in this lifetime. It's amazing what invoking uh, God can do. I mean, clearly the God that the Christians are invoking, if there is a Satan, is Satan, because the God that they're invoking is this like homophobic destroyer of like everything that isn't a Christian. And if you don't fear him, he will fuck you up. Fucks you up. He will fuck bad. you up. He'll give you a plague. <laughs> Anything bad. He'll fuck you up so bad. That fucking Herman Cain. If you look like there's a thing on the internet of somebody asking Herman Cain what he thinks about homosexuality. And his response is, well, I'm a Bible believing Christian. And so I believe it's a sin. So if you think about that, this guy's running for president and those two things he put next to each other, he believes that there's a that fucking someone of the same gender is not just bad, it's bad on a metaphysical level. It's bad because there is a super intelligent being out there that gets infuriated when these microscopic <laughs> amoeba-like creatures put their penis in an, in an asshole of the same gender. He believes in that creature. And that fucking guy wants the keys to the largest nuclear arsenal <laughs> on the planet. You can't. You can't give him that. Do you, you think they... I, I, I don't believe that anymore. I don't believe they have the rights to the largest nuclear arsenal on the planet. I don't believe the president has any, any say. I think the president is just doing a job. He's in there playing a role. Right. I think it's really clear now. And the clearest evidence of that is Obama. What Obama, the way he's changed his stance on things from being a presidential candidate to being the president and is done everything that you would have asked him to do if you were in corporate America. Sure. You, you were one of the people that put him into office. He's done everything you've asked. He's like a maitre d'. Including what they're doing with the pharmaceutical companies going after medical marijuana right. now, closing down stores. Threatening uh, take their property. property owners, yeah, people who are uh, renting places out to medical marijuana Fuck. places. They're saying they're going to take their property away. They're threatening newspapers for airing advertisements for medical marijuana. Yeah. Meanwhile, I mean, there's been study after fucking study after fucking study showing so many benefits that people have that are sick. You know, forget about people like me who just use it because I, I like the way it makes me feel. You know what I mean? I mean, right. it, it makes me relaxed. I, I like, it helps me go to sleep. It helps. A fine I'm reason to do yeah, anything. Yeah, a fine reason, just like aspirin. If you have yeah. a headache, you should be able to take aspirin, goddammit. You're a fucking grown human being. Yeah. The idea that any one person should be able to stop you is ridiculous. But in this day and age, with all the information that we have now, the fact that it's still illegal, at a certain point in time, you just have to fucking scream. 
It's just infuriating. It's infuriating. Well, the poll just came out. It just was popping up on the internet that now 50% of Americans believe that marijuana should be legal. And somebody tweeted to me that in California, like the medical association came out and said that they think it should be legal yeah. because it causes more harm, breaks up more families. The, the war on it is breaking up families, you know, taking people's property away, putting people in jail. That's a million times more harmful than whatever their, the harmful effects may be of smoking marijuana, which as far as I can tell are like naps that are too good and it makes World <laughs> of Warcraft fucking unavoidable oh, in your yeah. life. It, it does make food taste better and make yeah. sex feel good too. Yeah, so it's so so there's a so w yeah, when you start when like that I I got really depressed when that shit started hitting Twitter about Obama this is not, yeah, cracking this is down again like I got really I, I like 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 sad. I still am a little gloomy from that because it's just this idea of like, what are we in fucking Mordor and Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Is there some guy on like a black throne with fucking uh, uh, metal gloves and a horn helmet being like, we must crush the marijuana that is making these people so happy? Yeah, exactly. Well, you cannot have the people be happy. They're it's too happy. The grossest example of corruption available. The yeah. grossest example of corruption. Whenever there's something where someone's trying to crack down on things, know this. When someone is threatening to crack down on something, where they're going after certain organizations, yeah. there's money involved. 100% there's money involved. Right. And the money can go one way or the other. You know, it could go that they realize they can make a lot of money through these medical marijuana places and the marijuana places give them a nice fat tax. Like maybe say, hey, instead of, you know, uh, whatever tax we're paying, how about medical marijuana? You make them pay X amount of tax, maybe just a little bit more that those profits go to try to straighten out the economy a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and everybody still can make a shitload of fucking money. Then they have to stop back and think and go, wow, they're giving us more money than the pharmaceutical companies are. Right. And then and only then. Are you going to be able to fucking stop all this bullshit? You're going to have to have a marijuana lobby. You're going to have to have people that have shitloads of fucking money and they want marijuana to be legal. And then all these cunt politicians, all these corrupt little whores with their assholes sticking straight up in the air, all of them will come around. All right. of them. But that's only then. Only when they get the people who put them in office, when they're daddies who put them in position and tell them what the fuck to say. There's no clear piece of evidence that Obama, a man who admitted he smoked marijuana, and they're locking people in cages for taking their it. property, taking their property, yanking them away in front of their kids. Why are they doing it? There's only one reason: money. There's only one reason: well, someone is making money off it not being legal. Or there's the deep. That's one part of it, but there is like the deeper uh, idea, when the deeper conspiracy theory about it, which is that it's not just the money; it's the fact that the state of consciousness it induces isn't one that works for uh capitalism. the type of capitalism we have right now and i think there's something to that yeah, man if people too. start and also it's like try getting really high on a really good weed and start thinking about those fucking drones zooming around afghanistan and blasting missiles at kids and it's like you'll really start getting a, a, a clear understanding of how fucked up that is you know no matter what even let's say even those drone attacks we had to do them it's still fucked up it still creates more of a sensitivity towards um people getting their limbs blown off of their bodies um in the pursuit of some ridiculous war and that kind of you know that's hitting the military industrial complex it's hitting the pharmaceutical companies because if you start getting high 
You're going to start experiencing a, a better level of happiness. It's going to make you start dealing with your bullshit. Or maybe it'll make you depressed because you're lazy. But either way, it won't allow you to like sink into the kind of sedated hypnosis that it seems like that works really fucking well for Applebee's. You know, it works really well for the corporations, for people to be in a sedated, hypnotic state where they can really make sense of going down to a shopping mall and buy and like eating at a fucking i don't know chicken place with their with their kids and then going up and buying some shit at um a shoe store and then spending their day just consuming shit they don't really need and then going home and sitting back to watch tv with more advertisements and not thinking that's weird and falling asleep in a kind of depressed slumber that is really hard to do if you're high if you're really high, it's really hard to watch normal TV and not be like, this is horrible. <laughs> Look at these advertisements. Are you kidding? Does they think that, that that's going to work on me? Oh, my God. $48,000 for a fucking car? You're going to pay for That's like over a year's wage for some people. You're going to make sense of buying a brand new car? Payments of two hundred and eighty-five dollars a month. When you for like four grand, you can go buy a fucking car, get it fixed up through the year, and have like a shitload of extra money and not be in debt. That's what pot makes you think. If you're, you know, but if you're like drunk and you're fucking scratching your balls and watching the game and a fucking the new Lexus, you'll start thinking like, well, my credit score went up this year. I think I might be able to take out a loan from the bank and get a new Lexus. Even though you're fucking broke and living in hell and it's going to just create this weight on your budget that's going to make you miserable. Dude, I don't mean to go on a long rant, but did I ever tell you the time a friend of mine picked me up in his fucking Mercedes and took me to his apartment? Did I ever tell you this? No. He had a brand new Mercedes. Now I know this guy. I knew what his job was. Picked me up in his, and I knew he couldn't afford a Mercedes. Picks me up in his brand new Mercedes and he's like, hey, I got to stop by my apartment. Come inside for a second. <laughs> Go into his apartment. It is the size of a fucking closet. It is the smallest apartment I've ever seen in my life. Like barely could you like he had to like kind of like almost like walk sideways against the wall to get around the bed to get to the bathroom. It's like a New York style just shit box. Meanwhile, that guy's car payments have got to be like five fifty, six hundred a month. I mean, this is a nice fucking Mercedes. And in his mind, he had like his logic behind it was like, yeah, it's better to have like a really nice car than like a comfortable living situation. I talk about this. He's like, like a deal. One last thing. That guy's a tramp demon. Cause like what? he's a tramp demon. Cause tramps see that Mercedes and they're like, let's go back to your apartment. Cause they think he's rich. And then they get in this tiny little fucking shitty closet he space. He probably has some rap about that. They're making my new place. They're fixing up town. I'm staying here for a little while. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. See ya. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fucking sad. The look on those tramps face when they walk in that door and realize that they, there's barely room to stand. There's like two feet of carpet. Between the door and the bed. There's a lot of people who believe in those really small, sustainable houses, you know, that people are making these, like, really, really little houses, and you, like, move things out for the kitchen and move things out, and the bed is, like, a little oh, yeah, loft area. And, that. you know, and, yeah, like, it's, it's like, a, a whole trend on the Internet. There's a lot of people who are doing that now. It's cool. I don't think there's anything wrong about living simply. It's just hilarious when people um, oh, yeah. no, throw yeah. themselves into hellish yeah. debt uh, for a symbol. 
Yeah. And 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 well, it's not just that. Honestly, it's a you 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 enjoy the fuck out of a nice car. Sure. When you get an, a Mercedes. You can't believe you're allowed to drive this thing. Everywhere you go, people look at you like you must be special. Look at him; he's getting into that Mercedes. Oh my god! Oh my god! For a lot of people, that is a tangible benefit of having a car like that. They like Jesus it. Jesus Christ! You know, you could say it's shallow all day, but man, driving one of those things is beautiful. It's a an amazing piece of engineering. And as a, a gearhead, you know, I'm a, sort of a minor league gearhead because I don't know exactly how all of it works. Yeah. But like Adam Carolla is like a legit gearhead. He can like build cars. I just like buy them from people who know how to build them and appreciate the fuck out of them. I think they're interesting. The, but the driving one, you drive like a really well engineered piece of it's amazing. No, I man, I if I had shit shitloads of money, I would buy a nice car and I wouldn't feel weird about it because anything to like to to dull the fucking existential horror that comes over <laughs> me on the 101 in traffic that's beautiful i'm just yeah. saying when those commercials you know they're they're not just appealing to rich people they're 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 manipulating idiots right. into somehow convincing them that they're it logically makes sense to get in debt to a bank for 50 grand it's not just idiots it's people that are not happy that's what it right. is. They're offering you happiness. See, most people throughout their day, they have a job that can occasionally be interesting, but they would never fucking do for free. And whether they're good at it or not, they take some sense of pride in their work, they get through their day, but they're fucking tired, man. And people right. are unsatisfied. They feel like they work so fucking hard. Yeah. They put so much in, and what am I getting? I'm just existing? This is what in. I'm doing? I'm existing. Right. So what do they do? They get fucking shit. They buy a new bowling ball. They get a new. Oh. They get a new Lexus. And That's you know sad. what? For them, you know, for some of those, you say it's sad, but for some of those guys that are stuck in that life, no matter what they do, that might prevent, that might give them like a little bit more happiness driving, you know. Yeah, but that's plastic. A nice the, new Mustang on the way to it's work. It's like <laughs> eating plastic <laughs> fucking fruit. I mean, really, the idea is get underneath that. Don't start. You're starting at the top. Start way deep. Start down deep and then worry about the fucking Mercedes. I yes, mean, for you. Yes, for you. For you, for a guy who thinks. But for someone who's just locked into the life of a drone and accepts it a nice little red mercedes look at that <laughs> look at the look on bob's face <laughs> he's so happy that he gets into his red mercedes oh, yeah, yeah, wow well, i don't buy even to the girls hey girls <laughs> i don't buy mercedes but i do the mercedes. same shit. ladies you know like i i get myself in debt always have been i i do the same shit i don't buy mercedes or, any, or go to that crazy but my shit was always like i grew up super poor and then now I have credits, so now I could buy things and do like most of my life was like hand me down shit or you know like shitty toys or you know just not like you want you you live in a neighborhood with a bunch of kids that get anything they wanted growing up. I you can't. Know? I don't and understand. You see it. these kids and you're like, wow, you got Voltron? How'd you get Voltron? That's just like eighty dollars, you know. And then now you're an adult. You're kind of over. Like you feel like I, I deserve this because I didn't have that stuff growing up. I I want what I want, you know. Like like these kids always had growing. Give up. Give yeah, me a people fucking like objects to to soothe them. Give me a big computer monitor and fucking World of Warcraft <laughs> and some medicinal marijuana, and that's all I need. And that costs thirteen ninety nine a month. Oh shit! You, I guess I can't say what that what I did because they'll cancel my account. No. But a friend. But a, a, a. Can I tell you what? Can I tell you what a friend of mine did? Yes, please do. A friend of mine recently went on like a really bad World of Warcraft binge. Like he like he didn't mean to, and he started playing. And and, and what's this guy's name? His name's uh his name's uh Lil Hobo. Yeah, his Frank name's Frank Lil Hobo. Hobo. You know him, Lil Hobo. Started playing, and uh he 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 went in there and he started playing. He's got a 
me and him are similar in that we both have a, a level uh, 83 uh, warlock and little hobo started <laughs> little little hobo started playing and he went in deep i don't know what happened to him but like it's like he really 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 like got hooked on it for like three days and since he's deleted he did delete the game from his computer so he couldn't play but in the midst of this binge he decided to buy gold from a um one because they sell gold online for world of warcraft they sell gold do you know this yeah. They sell World of Warcraft currency. Okay. So he decided to buy, just because he saw an ad, and he's like, I wonder if this really works. He decided to buy 6,000 gold, which takes a long time to gather up in that game. And so he went online and he ordered it. And you have to put, he had to put his phone number in. And he got a fucking call from these Chinese people. They're like, you buy gold? You buy gold? Meet me in Ogamar at the bank. Ogamar Bank, now, come now. Like really, like they couldn't really speak English that well, and he had to fucking you go and you meet a gold dealer in the game. In the game, so they call you up in real life and tell you to the get, gold's get ready. Online. The gold's ready. Get online. Then you go and you meet this like level one character, and they it's like a fucking drug deal. They have you meet kind of out. They're like Valley of Spirits, come now, Valley of Spirits, you come now. They're brusque. You go there, and then they like give you six thousand gold, and their character vanishes. Do you think two things? Do you think either there's a Foxconn of kids that are forced to play this game and then all it's sweat, the gold It's in, sweatshop. Yeah, sweatshop 6, gold. 6,000 gold for, for, for $7? It would, take, it would take days for me to gather up 6,000 gold. $7. They're getting paid like 10 cents <laughs> wow. an hour if that to gather or, up. Or and, Blizzard's one of the most intelligent companies in the whole entire world, and they discovered that, like, hey, this is like – paying you know we could act like these people existed you know where we're actually making money like we just made seven dollars off duncan you know we made up this imaginary gold you know no, what i mean dude, that'd be is, so awesome this was some blade runner shit this is some like <laughs> kids in a fucking bunker it was like it, and it, it's it's like it felt genuinely i can't it, well little hobo told me that it was like one of the <laughs> one, hey, one of the most that was one of the most fun experiences I had on the game. <laughs> you were able to commit a crime without getting arrested. <laughs> it was really fun. Oh, I'm so glad little hobo's back. Yeah, me too. He's really he's been enjoying getting out on the road again. So so did, is, are you using the 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 little guy or the the little guy's been working fine. Wow. Nobody seems to want to see it. Seems to care. It's the same thing. It's just with like, the little guy's a little cuter. He's a little nicer. Not on stage. I mean, it's, he's. He's, an He's sweeter stage. looking. This, uh, what you were saying that it is like Blade Runner type shit. It really is. We're, we're, we're get, things are getting so bizarre. It's bizarre. They're getting so bizarre and they're closing with the Siri thing. You're absolutely right, Brian. This is the next level. This ability to interact with your device. Yeah. yeah, we're we're like knocking on the door of some really really bizarre times. You know what I think it is, man. You think I think the next thing is going to be interactive surfaces where it's going to be like some. It's it's. It's, it, it's some kind of like, I don't know, material that you could lay down on top of a table, like kind of like tile or just some kind of cloth you could lay on top of something that turned into a screen. So I think that the new thing is going to be there are going to be walls made of interactive surfaces so that you could tell the wall, you know, like beach view. And suddenly you're just sitting on some beautiful beach looking Whoa. out at the ocean. I think they already have that shit, actually. Really? Yeah, like that wall 
technology. But it's got to be, it's going to get, I think it's going to get like totally normal. Like, you yeah. know, now when you go to a hotel and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, they don't have wireless. It'll be like, you'll go to a hotel and be like, ah, oh, there's no interactive surfaces. No, this doesn't have interactive walls. I think eventually what it's going to be is we're going to have hologram units and that you're going to be able to watch things in hologram. You know, like you'll be able to like, you remember when, uh, uh, was it R2-D2 had... Princess Leia, yeah, totally. And we have, there's a little a little video that you could watch. Yeah, you're my only hope. Yeah, yeah. Help us, Obi Wan. You're it's so primitive, you know, when you think about it. Yeah. But um, I think eventually there'll be some sort of a large form of that in totally. your living room. Like your living room will have some, an open space instead of having a 55 inch TV, you'll have yeah. like a 55 inch square on the ground. Yeah. You know, and then there'll be something above it, and it'll just project some three dimensional, totally fully three dimensional that image you can control you. with your hands. You can like move shit around with your hands and stuff. I mean. That when that happens, that's when fucking StarCraft Two is gonna become the ultimate sport. Because they're gonna put that shit in like uh, they're gonna put that in stadiums. Are you Imagine by Blizzard. Ima- yeah. I wish yeah, I was sponsored right. by Blizzard. You're I fuck right. it. They're gonna have it like uh, stadiums are gonna be laid out with these <sighs> huge holograms of like video games fighting each other that look super Dude. realistic. That's coming. Dude. I know it's gonna happen. It's gonna be so. Could so you fun. imagine if they had life-size video game hologram Incredible. things that interact with each other, and you could watch a game of Quake play out? Exactly. Watch yeah. it play out in an arena. Yeah. Watch like a dude, like an artificial dude running, yeah. Yeah. shooting guns and shit. That's where it's heading, man. It's already like Fuck. so fucking fun to watch esports. I'm hooked. I've been watching these StarCraft II tournaments, and they're like yeah. badass. They're so fun to watch when you know what's happening. Fucking Koreans, man. They're the fucking, they are to StarCraft what black people are to football. They're just like <laughs> ripping through, <laughs> ripping through everyone. They're so good, man. And they have like, the way they set up the cameras, they show like their hands on the keyboard sometimes. So you can see how fast they're moving their hands. It's like <laughs> lightning fast. It's like a, the, the $100,000 is what they're competing for. So it's real money and it's fucking cool well quick thinking and intelligence you know is really what's required to, to play starcraft you know yeah. like that's a that's a tricky ass game that's not like i was into like fast twitch muscle games i was into like aim games like quake yeah. because it was like really intense i was into like one-on-one duels and all that type of shit but the the the, the amount of calculation that's involved in a game like starcraft it's not just like moving your your hands oh, quick there's so a lot much, of shit man. going on man. so much the automatic it's fat it's that it's fast twitch because you do have yeah. to be able to move super fast and there's like the way they break it down is there's like but it's not an aim fast twitch the, the oh no precision involved in aim. like quake to- like you had to get like set special mouses with like mice's mice mice where there were three um you know like 2000 dpi 3000 dpi like you, like they had these razor mice that they created yeah. specifically just to make no, they accuracy have those for, down they to have a, those for starcraft yeah but you need them as much oh fuck yeah because because yeah. so, like the micro game the macro game is like your big plan what your what different setups you're going to use to try to defeat your opponent on the broad scale then there's the micro game which is so when you're having individual squ- skirmishes between armies so like I, I only do macro i'm terrible at micro but uh, the micro game is let's say you've got like five five zergs which are these like alien predatorial creatures and they're fighting five protoss which are like kind of like sci-fi space people 
uh, it, you have to, you have to like, if you're really good as your units start getting injured, you pull them out of the fight. You pull them back out of the fight so that they don't get killed and they can heal in the back while the people who aren't getting hurt can fight. And there's like tricks based around that. And you've got to move fast as fuck to pull that off. And meanwhile, while you're doing that in the middle of a skirmish, you've got to be thinking about all the shit back at your base. Your fucking spawning pool has got to get adrenal <laughs> glands on your you fucking zergs. you got to update your fucking hive. Your queen's got to be spread. The queens, because I play zerg, they're like badass aliens. The queens, like, <laughs> the queens, they spit this. They No, I think it comes out of their ass. They, like, turn around and spray this weird hive with their eggs, and that, like, creates larvae from which you grow these aliens. You got to be thinking, I got to spray the fucking hive. I got to make a goddamn... I don't have time for this. I got to make a baneling <laughs> nest. It's awesome. I have no time for this you game. You get mad about the Olive Garden. Yeah, what the fuck was this, that about? This is ridiculous. <laughs> it's the greatest game. It's the greatest game of all time. Well, I guess if you really get into it, it would become your life, though. It seems like it's so complex, and there's so much involved in it yeah. that you kind of have to play it all day. Do, do you find yourself yeah. uh, ever yeah. you, Sometimes. you you got to moderate. I mean, you've got to take control of yourself. Like, it you're seems like you, you're, you're, you're constantly being stimulated. You're constantly having tasks to perform. It's never-ending, especially well, if you're playing online. And you're right? playing against a person, and yeah. so you're getting the added yeah. silly endorphin rush of yeah. like crushing someone. And also, it, it ranks you. So the way they got it set up is there's different leagues in StarCraft. So you oh. have like the Bronze League. Then you have like uh, the Silver League, the Gold League. I think they have one above that called the Diamond League. So, like, the players, if you were really good, theoretically, you would rise up in the ranks, and eventually you could get to the point where you became, like, people want to watch your games. People want to start watching the games of the really good players because you learn tricks from watching them. And, like, so... I like watching video games in general. I think there is a future for that because, I mean, I was always a fan of, like, when I my friend would want to play a video game to sit there and watch him play. Really? Yeah, I liked it. Now You I, can watch StarCraft, too. It's totally I can watch Quake games, Quake demos, but yeah. I don't think I would want to watch a game that I'm not aware of. Like, I've watched people play Battlefield Earth or one of those fucking... Ba Battlefield. Is that what it is? Battlefield. I've watched people play that. It looks like fun, but it's not exciting to me because I don't play it. You, right. have, to play you have to play the it. game to be excited about watching a video of it. That's true. Otherwise, it just sounds, it seems like insanity. That's what I always say about pool. Like, nobody wants to watch pool on TV. That's why, you know what does well on TV for pool? Trick shot shows. Those stupid trick shot shows, which I can't even watch. I, I have, like, it set up on my DVR to record pool shows. But whenever there's a trick shot show, I get annoyed. Like, I don't want right. to watch this. I don't care what they're doing. They're just, it's not a game. It's not a real game. The only reason why I like it is because I play pool. If you don't play pool, you'd be like, what the fuck stupid shit are you watching? You're watching some idiot shoot round balls out of other round balls and knock them into holes. And you right. get excited when it goes in a hole. Are you talking about basketball? No, pool. Oh. That Ooh. too. Same shit. Any <laughs> game, any game really, if you don't Ball play sports. them. If you don't play them, you, you could admire great feats of physical athletic uh, yeah. ability like when a guy can jump through the air and yeah. slam dunk a ball but if you don't play it you don't give a fuck if you play it then it becomes something you like how would i have gotten out in that game how would i have dealt with his zergs how would i have you know and then yeah well I that's, watch, that's the thing you're learning yeah when you yeah. play it you're learning you're kind of like watching it and getting tricks and you and you know how you're gonna apply it and maybe it's like yeah i'm sure so like, complicated though oh it's it's incredibly complicated i mean it's infinitely com i mean it's very complex but there are like some simple basic things that just mimic any any battle i mean it's it's 
it's very similar to like real, like real skirmishes and stuff because you're having to be deceptive. You're having to use deception. You don't want them to understand what setup you're using initially. Like in the very beginning of the game, you you'll send out a scout to go into their base and you'll look and you'll be like, oh shit, man, it's only been like a second. They've already like created a spawning pool. That means they're going to do a Zerg rush. So okay, that you're, means you're killing me with all this dude. <laughs> I know. I'm you're sorry. I'll shut up. I'm it's hooked. Just, yeah, but it's only the only people that could understand what the fuck you're talking about is people that actually do it. Yeah. Hey, I, mean, Joe. I mean, you could sort of follow it along, but I mean, it just seems like so fucking complex. It's complex. It's a complex game, but it's the first in what I think is going to be this entire new generation of these types of games. And I, I really think it's going to grow and become like, I think eventually, 10 years down the road, they're going to have a ESPN for esports where they're going to have leagues and they're going to have Well, they teams. already do in Korea. Right. In oh, Korea, in Korea they have like real football. professional players. Yeah. Well, I wonder why here. it took off in Korea like that. But yeah, I they do have it here, but not like they do in Korea. Especially Star Trek or Star Starcraft, Craft, too. rather. Yeah. Starcraft yeah. in Korea is bonkers. I've watched big tournaments where they have audiences watch, and it's really crazy. It man. just took off there for some reason. But I think why it's they're gonna... so good. Well, because they they train like they 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 treat it like a real sport. So they they have like coaches. They train, they learn uh, techniques and tactics and stuff. Koreans I are intense people, man. Intense, man. You know, I grew up all around Koreans because of uh, my Taekwondo background, you know, and uh, we were always nervous to fight Koreans, too. Like, if you had to fight Koreans in Taekwondo tournaments, everyone was terrified. A guy would show up with a, a with his uh, gi on with a, with a Korea on the back of it, you'd shit your pants. Like, oh, fuck, oh, he's fuck. a Korean. They just were so intense and so much better at Taekwondo for a long time. Eventually, Americans and a lot of the other uh, countries caught up, but in the beginning, they were they were really far ahead and so intense, man. Yeah, the Korean people are so fucking competitive. Does dude doesn't Korea have like one of the fastest download speeds of any country? I believe they do. Yeah, yeah, they're super high tech. You know, all the Samsung phones apparently are, are made in Korea. You know, we were talking about the whole thing about. Um, you know, uh, sweatshops and shit like that. Some some of the parts, though, are still made in China. Yeah. But um, th they make them in Korea. Here's something interesting about Korea is that uh, one of the number one podcasts on iTunes is a Korean podcast. And it's all in Korean. You won't even understand it or anything. And so I was researching, like, what the fuck is this podcast? Because it keeps on being number one of all podcasts lately. And what it is is, like, the Korean news is like Fox. It's, like, horrible. You know, just, like bias news right and so this podcast is a, is like supposedly like the daily show but like for real news and it's gotten so big and finally like the koreans are getting like news from a different source that's a little bit more honest and a little bit more edgy and and for wow. them it's blowing up right now oh, wow, so it's kind cool. of interesting i wish i could understand it though you know i wish it was possible to translate it wow but uh yeah it's weird that's it's, pretty cool it's called uh i think the d d a n z i s the dances or something like that. Huh. That's pretty interesting shit, man. Yeah, we take it for granted. Is is censored as our media is, we you know, we still we're doing way better than right. a huge chunk of the rest of the world. That's true. But what do you think about this fucking Occupy Wall Street thing, man? Because this is you know, people are getting actually getting mad at me for not talking about this. And uh, I've I've had people get mad on my message board, yeah. mad at me on Twitter. People are very you know, passionate. I've been, about I've been retweeting it. things left and right, retweeting videos, retweeting all kinds of things about it, and I've been trying to formulate an opinion on it. And first of all, it's very exciting. And what's yeah. exciting is that it, it seems like for the first time in my life, 
that I can remember, people are standing up to the government, yep. standing up to the to the federal bank in a in a giant way. Huge. I've never seen this before. I've never seen just droves of people in the streets sleeping there, staying there. Cops losing their fucking shit, man. Cops freaking out because of stress and punching people. Have you seen these people getting maced and oh yeah, all this shit that's going on, man? White it's shirts. Like, it's yeah, dude. They're becoming white shirts. People are calling. Yeah. I never heard cops called white shirts white before, shirts. man. Now that's what I hear. A white shirt punches a female protester video on youtube they're watching it is that what it is the white shirts are violent the white shirts are the ones who are higher up and they they seem to be more entitled yeah they're the the videos coming back that i've seen it's always a white shirt and they're like kind of like fucking thug fat they've got that thug fat you know what i'm talking about like yeah they're like bell shaped or something and they're just like fucking pop people in the face by the way whoever that cop is what a bitch ass right hand you have, dude. That was a terrible punch. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. all like down. It was the worst. You had no technique. And as a professional fight commentator, I was appealed. <laughs> if that like was Dexter. Yeah. Like yeah. Dexter. De- like Dexter. I gave up on Dexter because he had a shitty rear naked choke. John yeah. Lithgow had a shitty rear naked choke. Choking some girl. I gave up on the whole season. That show's done for me almost. You're done? I'm, I'm giving a couple more episodes. This season's been sloppy, bad acting, bad editing, bad writing, bad everything. Yeah. Just, um, you can only do a show for so long until you take yourself too seriously. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, right. No, no shows ever last. Like, that's the cool thing about the BBC is they'll just do it. They're like, it's only going to be one season. Tell the story in a season. There's not. It's not going to be based on whether it's popular. Yeah. We do it and tell the story in that sentence. So you get more quality shows. You don't get this shit where they extend and extend and extend yeah. and then it ends up petering out in a crappy way. Well, the crazy thing is that we take those BBC shows, redo them with American class, make them much more mediocre. And ruin them. And they let it go on forever. Yeah, they just stretch <laughs> out, go on fucking forever. For years and years and years. But dude, I watched the fucking Walking Dead 2 episode 1, or rather Walking Dead season 2 episode 1 today. Damn, it is so good. Yeah, Every time I watch that show, show, I end up curled up in my fucking chair like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It's a, it's a good so the zombies in that show are so fucked show. up. Yeah, that's a that's a legit show. You know what else is a legit show? What? American Horror Story. Oh, is that good? Um, FX, yeah. Cool. I just started watching I'm that. I'm going to start watching that. <clears throat> yeah, it's good. Creator of Glee. It's creepy as fuck. <laughs> is it really? Is it really? Yes, it is. Uh, wow, well, he went it. deep. Dude, this is... That's cool. This, this is, they're doing shit, but you can't... I don't want to... Um, spoiler alert. No, I won't no, say. No, don't say. Listen, I won't tell anybody because it's a real recent show. But they they do some shit that I've never seen people do on TV. It where feels, I'm like, wow, you like, can do that now. Kill it feels kind of feels yeah. feels kind of Twin Peaks ish or something. Yeah, it's freaky. It's kind of David Lynch ish, you know, Is sort of horror movie. No, no, it's scary, man. It's 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 interesting, man. I, I I like it, dude. Um, but to get back to the Occupy Wall Street thing, yeah. Um, it's fucking insane how it's spreading all over the globe right yeah not now. just in america it's spreading everywhere it's, and you can't you know it's funny how many videos you know people have like taken up like the thing with it what are you doing over there sorry You're, about that i got the mayan calendar okay. here i'm clutching yeah. it as we talk about the revolution um you know people are always trying to marginalize <laughs> things like um do you ever see those videos that there's a really funny guy made with uh sarah palin's uh, the people waiting in line for a book signing of Sarah Palin, and he's interviewing them one Ohio. by one in Columbus, Ohio, yeah. and they're all almost retarded. 
You know, they, right, they, they, yeah. they don't have no idea what she stands for. Right. They have no idea what's wrong with this country. They have no idea. They, you know, they just, they really, they're just, she's, they're hooked into the cult of personality. So it's clip after clip of him interviewing these people and these yeah. people just being completely fucking clueless. I know. And I've seen a few of those where people have done that about uh, the, uh, the Occupy Wall Street movement, where they they sit down with some young kid and they take the kid and they you know they catch him on some facts and they you know right. they show school him about corporate taxes. You know, it's just like one snotty guy with an English accent. I found some one dumb dude, but I can't believe that that's the only person you ran into. Stupid. That's the video you made. Right. You went down there. There's a hundred thousand people sleeping yeah. on the ground, screaming at these fucking. Cunts and whores have been ruining and poisoning our our financial system, yeah. and all you can find is this one guy. That's your depiction. Yeah, it's weird, right? Well, they want to sabotage yeah. it. Breitbart was down at Occupy LA. You know, Breitbart uh -huh. is. Yeah, he was down at Occupy LA. I was there with a friend of mine, Heidecker, Tim Heidecker. We went down there together and fucking um, passed Breitbart on the street. You know, you know Tim Heidecker is Tim and Eric's show. Yeah, yeah, watch? yeah, yeah, Funniest yeah, fucking guy show. ever. And this one of my favorite shows. But we're walking down the street, and I only not a name drop. I'm only saying it because it's this seems really out of character. If you know that show, uh -huh. walking down the street, past fucking Breitbart, and Heidecker. I didn't even recognize him. Heidecker, no hesitation. It's like, hey, Breitbart, you piece of fucking shit. Get the fuck out of here, you fucking piece of shit. Screaming at Breitbart, like instantaneously pissed. Breitbart's like, yeah, yeah. Heidecker's like, you dope. He That's caps awesome. it off with you dope. God but it was, it was so awesome to see. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? There was no filter. It was like, it was like when my dog sees a squirrel it was just this <laughs> instantaneous you motherfucker why is breitbart such a piece of shit well because he's uh he's like um he uh he slants his stories he got in trouble recently because this uh black lady is in charge of some form of housing or something and like she uh i can't remember the exact thing but he she was uh giving a speech and talking about how she was, there was a white family that needed some kind of financial help from this, a white family that needed financial help from this organization. And um, she's like, you know, they're white, and I, and I didn't want to help them. So that oh, was the I, first, I remember, remember that? Story, yeah. And then the next part is her being like, but then I realized I should help them. But Breitbart only puts up the part where she's like seemingly a racist. That gets her fucking fired. Uh, and wow. then they tried to rehire her, but she wouldn't go back. She's like, fuck you. If you're going to fire me for some bullshit that Breitbart pissed off, pissed up on the internet. But well, what she actually said was that, um, she realized that, you know, there's, you know, that it's, it's not about who's black or who's white. It's about who needs things yeah. and who needs help. Yeah. You know, that was her, it was like a lesson. Like she was talking about how, when she was younger or, you know, earlier yeah. in her life, how she thought about things, but now she realized differently. She yeah. was just talking about growing as a human being. Yeah. You know, I mean, what? If you don't start off perfect, you have to shoot yourself in the fucking head. Right. You know, you can't have ever been a racist when you were younger or said racist things because you were being insensitive or dumb or conditioned by your yeah. environment. You know, the, the idea that people can't, can't grow is gross. But then that mollusk, Breitbart, that human yeah. fucking slime, he, like, feels okay. It cre that's, e that's just creating evil. That's like... To me, that's a. If you want to believe in evil, that guy Breitbart is like an example of that, where you can rationalize showing a skewed um, depiction of something that you've intentionally put up there, or seemingly intentionally put up there, to fuck someone over and to try to push your agenda ahead. Which well, is that's just basic internet journalism. 
I mean, the, the internet, I mean, that, that's what you do. You, you take a, a section of something, put a dot, dot, dot. Don't, you know, take it out of context. And you, you could put it on an article and have that be something that someone finds. And then they'll read your stupid site. Right. Let's it's, it's how people do it. People yeah. do that in MMA reporting. They do it in everything, man. Well, that's fucked up. It's and it's of course it's fucked up, but it's it's that's how it's done, well, you know. Right? I mean, that's this, the problem. You watch a fucking news. What he's, what he's doing, though, I mean, in in that in that one situation, you know, what what he's doing is, you know, it's especially sleazy because he's, you know, someone exposed themselves to him in a really introspective way, where she was honest about her own yeah. shortcomings and you know and realized the right thing to do and yeah. did the right thing. So when, when someone exposes himself like that and sort of does it in a way where they're trying to, you know, let you know how, you know, they, they think in a better way and that, that that's the right way to think. And then you just take a little snippet of that and make them look like a cunt. Yeah. Like that's a that's just a shitty human move. That's a shitty yep. thing for a human to do. Well, he's a tarantula and he's like he's the, the fact that people like that are allowed to carry on. The fact that people like that are allowed to continue to spread their poison and lies and filth throughout the world with, without anyone doing anything to stop it. Like fucking Glenn Beck. Did you see that quote by Glenn Beck saying the Occupy Wall Street protesters are going to like drag you out of your homes or something? What? Yeah, it was, it was uh, people were tweeting. It was on. Um, well, yeah, well, listen, they will. He's you, right. He's think, right. You think they find a banker's house? You think when they get a fucking giant group of them and there's one cunt that got $100 million in the bailout and he got his, his, his giant you know, parachute yeah. reward for whatever for fucking over X amount of people and they know he's right behind some gates in New Haven, Connecticut or wherever the fuck they'd be. I guess Bridgeport. That's where all the rich people uh, live. Dude, yeah. People are going to go after that guy. Of course they are. I think This is a mob, man. This is a mob. They're not going to. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad There's thing, way dude. too many drum circles in that mob <laughs> to be yeah. dragging bankers out of their house. I think a lot just, of them yeah. are you, enjoying you, it for the You best. say that. You say that. But look, no one's doing anything violent. And I'm not accusing anyone of doing anything violent. But what I am saying is that if there was one guy's house and you knew that this one guy was responsible for a lot of evil fucking shit and a lot yes. of people lost their homes and a lot of people yeah. became homeless and a lot of people lost their life savings. And, a, yeah. and this guy is prospering are you talking about the, the president <laughs> <laughs> are you talking about the white house no i'm talking about better the people who pay the white house right yeah yeah well you know man i don't know i, I think that the um the it, you definitely have got to at some point if you really do want to uh have a revolution you're gonna have to you know maybe do a little dragging out of houses here and there but exactly you know like if, if that is what you want i just think that we're i don't know that this is but i don't know i mean the crowd psychology it, it really could spread and perhaps that's the weird thing about this kind of my like very tiny little well in the grand scheme of things uh, the very first spark of revolution we're seeing the spark of revolution we're seeing a i don't think it's a spark the, or fire freedom it's a fire that springs up yeah. when people are being oppressed and it's a beautiful thing to see it's a beautiful type of fire and it's a very dangerous type of fire and it's killed millions of people through throughout time um but you know when you see when you see the very first spark of it like that right and you think holy shit there could be living among us right now the future's equivalent of like george washington there could be the right now living among us the first post-revolution leader you know what I mean? There could be someone right now, if, I mean, if this shit spread and there was a coup. Listen, you don't want to put that thought out there. The cult of personality and some wacky motherfucker think he's going to be the next Jesus. 
comes oh, out and runs this but, whole thing. But but no, it, the beautiful thing about this whole pro Occupy Wall Street is there's no leader. That's the beautiful thing. This is a hive mind anonymous. conclusion. It's way better this way. Your right. idea sucks. The idea of having one new George Washington cunt. Okay, let's one say new a council. Shithead, Listen, fuck all those leaders. A, a group we don't of need leaders. How we do all you... know what's right. We all know what's right. And what's right is that this system sucks. Once the system gets broken down, then they need to come up with a new leader. Joe, rise to power. <laughs> Listen to me. Take the throne. <laughs> they need um they need someone who's Winter uh, is coming. Someone who's done a lot of mushrooms. That's what they need. Yeah, sure. They well, do, they need a group the of people. Move. You got to What cuz Yeah, of course. It's fun. Here's a fun thing to think about. It's fun to think about. Okay. Let's say that Obama and the entire government get their feelings hurt by Occupy Wall Street, and they're like, all right, you guys, here are the keys. Come on in. Run the show. And you are one of the people that gets picked. What do you do? How do you redo things? What are the steps you take to redo redo things? Do you you get rid of the Federal Reserve? I guess that's the first thing. That would be like saying, here, clean out Ted Bundy's car, and you can drive it. (laughs) That's See, what that would be like. Why right. would you want to take over this crazy fucking organ? This organization that has deep, deep roots in criminal behavior and murder all over the globe. Yeah, but if you. And you're just going to take over and what? You're going to make everything. Oh, instead, know. we're going to drop lollipops and flowers on everybody and pull out of all. The, you, what are you going to do, though? You See, wouldn't even. How the fuck? Like, you remember you were talking about StarCraft? Yeah. You're talking about all different things you have to manage yes. and click on this and click on that. Yeah. Imagine trying to run the United uh-huh. States of America, the military industrial yeah. complex and its deep, deep, deep roots CIA. into the financial system and the CIA and the NSA and the, you know the, the fact that the CIA is essentially a shadow government, a government inside the government that does everything, including murder people. Yep. So it's, it's all of well, it. That, it's like you try to take over this. That's what I'm saying. How could you? So what's the answer? Well, the answer is you would never get, first of all, you can't have access to all the fucking top secret information until be, you become the president, right? And even then, we don't know what the fuck they really tell you about. So you would have to go there and then learn everything that the American public doesn't learn. Learn everything about what we're doing in Beirut. Learn everything about what we're doing in Israel. Whatever, yeah. whether we're, Everything that we got going on in Pakistan. You, you would have to fucking be abreast of all of it. And then if you were really the leader, you know, or... I'm not even saying one leader. I'm saying imagine if... But I'm saying it's impossible to fix. I'm saying you say, uh, what would you do when you so get in what, there? So if it's impossible to fix, then what's the next best solution? It has to be an internet-based system. We have to have Society. a system of government that's through the internet because through the internet, people can really communicate. Right. You can have civilizations and you can have communities on the internet. I have a community, the Rogan Board. It's a community on the internet and we've established clear patterns of behavior in that community. And you know, there's, it's hard for any message board when you have a bunch of people to keep people in line, keep people cool. But generally speaking, that, that message board is pretty filled with interesting people, cool conversations, and if you're a cunt, they throw you in the retard room. Right. And there's a, there's a, there's a special- It's ed- like an observatory. Yeah, the the holding cell, and then you get a pink name, and you can only talk with the other assholes. It's like all the assholes get lumped in together. That that is a community, and that's a community where you have just a few people running in, and the people get upset that the few people that are running it are being too, you know, they're they're, they're be, you know they're, they're cl- closing things down and yelling at people and abusing power, and then you have to scale things back, and you have to make some sort of a happy medium, a happy you know a happy community where everybody agrees. Right. And the only way to do that 
in in our world right now, the thing that makes the most sense to me is the internet because the internet is a way that everybody has a fair shot at communicating who they are. Right. You have, you have a fair shot of expressing yourself. You have a fair shot at agreeing and disagreeing. I think it's yourself. the Reddit system. I think Reddit's figured it yeah. out with the upvote system. It's some version Perfect. of that. Perfect. Something Perfect. like that. Yeah, that's very similar to what I was talking about, like having a message board, having an online community. You know, real live communities, of course, you got to deal with a lot of different shit. A lot, it's a lot more complicated. But I think the idea that we could run the world through the internet is eventually going to be some sort of a reality because we'll be able to have, I mean, what, how, how can you influence other countries? How can you influence this country? How can you influence large groups of people? You've got to be able to communicate with them. Right. And there's no better tool of communication other than the internet. But don't you think Just, we're still going to have a problem with like the same reason why you look at like in the middle of the country? There's still going to be people voting for annoying orange, you know, in those stupid annoying videos where you see on YouTube. And you're like, how does that have ninety thousand hits? Who's watching this movie? And so you have the the majority of the people. Are, you, gotta, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. You know, look, the real issue is we're we're all trying to pretend that everyone's equal. And everyone's not equal. Right, right. They're just, we're just not. You know, we're not equal of mind. We're not equal of body. We're not equal of, of chance. We're not equal of you know opportunities. We're not. It's just it's a random hodgepodge of human beings. And because of that, people are, are, are you know, they're very hesitant to, uh, to admit that if you're going to make a really big, important decision, there's some people that shouldn't be included in that decision. The fallacy being the majority is always right. Right, yeah. I mean, especially in a country that's been baby-fed, like this motherfucker has, for the last few decades. We've been baby-fed. You know, there's no fights here on our soil. We get attacked once, and we go all apeshit, create two yeah. wars with people that never touched us, and somehow justify the entire thing. You know, meanwhile, right. we were attacked by suicide bombers. You know, the people that attacked us are dead on impact. Right. And yet we still branch out all over the globe. I mean, this is our, our one thing. We've been baby fed our whole existence. So for us. So, so what, so what, so it's some kind of like, so the idea would be it's, and I'm not, by the way, I'm not expecting you to invent some new form of government right now on a podcast, but it's a fun thing to think about. Like, okay, so it's like some kind of upvote system, yeah. but that still implies a majority and a majority is still making yeah, the decision. It's always going to be hard. It's always going to be hard. You know, there's no there's no perfect way to do it. But I think you can develop a, a good make 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 the the voting system be really expensive. What the fuck? Why, why would you do that? That's, <laughs> That's ridiculous. Make the voting system <laughs> fifty dollars because a vote? then you I know, lost my train of thought because of that. How dare no, you? No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, like, you know, the the dumber person doesn't have the high paying job, so they can't. No, that's not true. That's true. there's a lot of fucking real idiots that are yeah, really but not the majority, rich. right? Oh, uh, you'd be amazed, dude. Business owners. I've I've had emails with business owners where they send me emails, and I'm just like, you thought that's the spelling of that, right? You know, or the, what the fuck? You, this guy has like a hundred employees, you know. Some people are just ambitious, but they're idiots. They're just fucking... Ah, ah, ah. They figure out a way to bulldog their way through things, but they're still stupid as fuck. Like this Herman Cain character. He's a Bible-believing Christian. And well, as he a Bible... Wants to be, he wants to be the king, you know? Uh, oh, dude, let me tell you this. I, I, meant to, I was going to tell you before the podcast. So you know, the Herman Cain has been quoting, and man, if you pull it up, it's a funny quote. Sometimes in his speeches, and like a couple of speeches, he's like, to uh, quote a, a special poet, and he quotes Donna Summers. He says it's a poet. He quotes Donna Summers, and what he's quoting is the theme song that she wrote for a po for the Pokemon movie. So Herman Cain is quoting Donna Summers from a Pokemon 
movie. Yes, yes. What is the message? Can you look it up? The no. thing. It's 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 not exact. It's not even like that smart a statement. It's like stupid. You can play the song. You can look at if you look up the song on YouTube, you'll find a video with like Pokemon dancing around. All right, here it is. Um, a poet once said, "Life can be a challenge. Life can seem impossible, but it's never easy when there's so much on the line." And then, so I guess that's that's Donna it. Summers from the Pokemon movie. Economic engine moving by putting fuel in the engine. All of the rest of it won't matter. A poet once said, "Life can be a challenge. Life can seem impossible, but it's never easy when there's so much on the line." We have a lot now, on the line. Now, now, look up that. Look up Donna Summer's Pokemon and play the musical version of what he quoted. <sighs> All right. And do you know his tax plan? You know about his tax plan, right? He wants to tax. Nine percent, nine 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 is his tax plan, and it's the same tax plan from Sim City. Wow. So he's like quoting, he's quoting Pokemon, and his economic system is based on Sim City. Does he have kids? No, he's got grandkids. That's what it is. I bet, yeah, he was just sitting there going, I like what he, she just said right there. Now, how am I going to do it as a Bible-believing Christian? What are some tenants? <laughs> Sim City work for me. It's amazing, man. And also the fact that he said that thing about the poet, right. not knowing someone's just going to do a simple Google search and the Pokemon theme's going to come up. Well, he probably is. A, like uh, Maybe he's a Pokemon player, and he thinks that's cool. If you know? he was a Pokemon player, he would get my vote. That would be awesome. Yeah, I would vote for him right away if he played Pokemon. But Joe, the other thing I was telling Brian, his tax plan, Urban Kane's got this tax plan. 9%, 9%, 9%. Yeah, I nine, that. But you know where that comes from, right? No. SimCity. Or, or uh, Devil it's Worshippers. The, it's the same, ta down devil it's the same tax plan they use in SimCity. Like EA is, EA is really excited about it because it's their basic tax Are you plan. Serious? Look it up. Look up Herman King and Sim City. It's amazing. That's funny. So he got his his plans from video games. Pokemon and Sim City were two major influences on who may be the Republican presidential candidate. I, I am He's voting for him. A guy they're moving into position to take the black people away from Obama. The black people can have a, a you know a, a different alternative to you know to support someone that's intelligent and I mean they, they went through an amazing time first first black president ever incredibly articulate and yeah. intelligent but now you know most people in this country are disappointed with Obama they say his approval rate is some ridiculously low like thirty percent or that's something an asshole so that's seventy percent of the people that's a lot of black people out there they're disenfranchised and their idea is to use this Herman Cain guy and go, look at this, we got a, we got a very intelligent, right. hard-nosed guy who's super successful, made his way Godfather's to the top pizza. all on his own. What? Yeah, business owner, he owns Godfather's Pizza. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. I am voting for this guy, that's the best pizza ever. Shit, Godfather's Pizza. That's all you need, it. if you want a retard like Diarrhea <laughs> on bread. <laughs> Seriously, did you guys have Godfather's growing up though? No. Oh, no. it's delicious. Is it? yes. What? Dude, I had Nikki's Pizza in, okay. in, in White Plains, New, in New York. This is right down from Executive Billiards. It's the best fucking pizza on the planet. You gotta have real East Coast pizza. The water's different. Pizza out here is just not the same. People it tastes say good. That. It tastes pretty good here. I had a friend. Still who, good. I had a friend who would order pizzas from New York, and there's like special services that will rush pizzas that are like on dry ice from New York to, to you. Whoa. So he yeah. ordered one of these pizzas. He said it was terrible. There's places in Los Angeles that uh, ship the water. Yeah, um, I think Boston here. Pizza does that, don't yeah, they? They like ship it from Boston. Know. Isn't that weird that there's water? There's a difference in the water. Yeah, it is weird. Yeah, yeah. what the fuck is the difference? I thought What's it was. I didn't know it was the water. I thought it was something else, like the 
No, that's why bagels. Pressure or something. They say bagels are no good out here either. Really? Oh, that's a yeah. It could be moisture in the air too. It could it's be a lot of things. The fluoride in the. It's water. probably not so fucking good to be living in an oven like this. No moisture in the air. You know, whenever you go to like Houston in July, you go, oh wow, this is what it's like to be in wet air, wet damp air. Well, I'll tell you this: if you didn't know anything about the planet, and someone like flew you around the planet and said, "Where do you want to live?" You're not going to be like, "Hey, what what's under that giant yellowy cloud of smog?" I think I want to live there. Yeah. That that over overpopulated thing festering with yellow smog. Let's live there. I don't I, just, I don't want to live around all this green shit. Well, that has nothing to do with the climate anyway. I mean, it's people aren't living this way anyway. People are living here for um indus for the industry. That's why you live here. Well, the, the industry's here because there's not that many uh, ra- rainy days. That's why they first moved the the movie yeah. business here. They're like, Jesus, we got this one spot where it never gets you know ridiculously yeah. hot. Like Phoenix gets stupid hot. Phoenix cracks it up even more than L.A. So it's like a little bit cooler than Phoenix. It's by the ocean, and it never rains. Oh, okay, but think Perfect. of that fucking ocean. Once I went down to Venice Beach on a whim and went swimming in Venice Beach, I was pissing out of my asshole, man. I got so sick from swimming. There are people swimming there. There are people at Venice Beach floating in the waves, having a great time. I have fucking diapers floating by. Uh, really? Yeah, it's filthy water. I'm an idiot for swimming in it, but yeah. it's like it's disgusting. Not to mention they do these like measurements of the amount of feces in the sand. Uh, it's because it's a, it's you know it's a beach at the edge of like a a, a, a massive city, Homeless and all that house. water runs in there. All the fucking chemicals and God knows what weird shit. Old fucking decomposing hookers and just nasty shit rushing out of the city. Dead rats and fucking hypodermic needles. I'm surprised people swimming at Venice Beach don't just immediately dissolve in the water. It's disgusting. It's probably good for your immune system to swim there. It's like a challenge. It's like lifting weights for your immune system. (laughs) (laughs) If you did it all the time, you'd probably never get sick. You could just go and swim anywhere, man. You would get, well, maybe. I don't know. I I think it's, you got to go up the coast anyway. If you're going to go out in the water around here, you have to like get away from population density. What do you uh, think about that garbage patch situation? That's a scary thing. Oh, yeah. The what's garbage that? patch in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, I think the, there's more than one the now. The gyre, whatever they call it. What do they call it? The North Atlantic gyre. So there's a weird name for it. This is just dead just dead water. Nothing's living in it. It's just no, like... No, I'm talking about the garbage patch. The go- Yeah, the fucking... They have a weird name for it. Like the North... There's a name for it called... They call it a gyre. I don't know. Can you I look at... I'm talking about where all the garbage from all the different countries pools up into one Yeah, I know. And pocket, it's all right? swirled together. Yeah. It's like rubber duckies. But there is a different thing with dead dead water. Like they've had like mass fish die-offs and like... Oh, no. I was... Happened, we're like, talking about Redondo. the same thing. Okay, we are. Okay. So what we're talking about is this big slick of, uh, I mean, not even, it goes below the surface, deep below the surface, of plastic yeah. that's like like the size of a state. Like, it's enormous. It's like Texas-sized. Yeah. And it's just the one spot where, and a lot of it is like broken down, because apparently like it's like a lot of it is plastic. And after a long time in the ocean, all this plastic is broken down to just like this gooey, <laughs> yeah. sloppy fucking shit, man. And it's an, an enormous area that is covered in garbage. And yeah. the people who are uh, discovering, well, the people who discovered this and then the people who've been investigating it, the scientists, were horrified. You know, I mean, what a what a crazy discovery to find out that, you know, when you go, wow, these people are living right next to the ocean. The ocean seems to be okay. No, the fuck it does. No, there's giant patches of sure. all people's bullshit that they've thrown in there. Yeah, it just rolls into the middle. Oh. Dude, I, my... my um, and no way to fix it either. It, it, my uh, my um, 
my mom has some property on this little island off the coast of Georgia, and it's like kind of like empty out there. And Allah, Allah, you go walking on the beach there because no one's there. You go walking on the beach there. And the shit that comes up on that beach, Ugh. it's like, dude, it's the weirdest fucking thing because it's like bottles from Jamaica and like, w- like there was we found like one of those old like refugee rafts that somebody had like fabricated together, just kind of twisted and washed up there. It's so fucking weird how interconnected everything is via the ocean. It's really, really strange that the currents just carry like coconuts and like it's fucking and it's crazy and it's like people they love to live under the illusion that we're not all connected that's one of the things that people really like to believe that there, there's no interrelation between what you do and the rest of the world and what the rest of the world does and you when the truth of the matter is we're completely connected in every single fucking way yeah we're all one big thing pretending that it's an end it's it's made up of individuals and the result of that kind of thinking is you get fucking a giant patch of dead water in the middle of the ocean and like that's not aff- and then like that's not affecting other things. God knows what that's affecting. The, like having that much dead space that used to be alive and filled with fish and dolphins and whales and God knows what else. It's just dead space. I used this quote in the last podcast, but I'll say it again because you're here because it's it's the perfect quote. Some guy said that the human race and the way it deals with the environment and the resources is like people that are living in a 10-story building. And every day you go down to the first floor and you pull a couple bricks out. And then yeah. you get on the roof and you start building another floor. That's it. That's it. Like, amazing. It's okay for now, but we yeah. all know that eventually Won't it's going to fall apart. This shit isn't going to work. Summer Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon quote. That's, that's who's running for president. Cool. You like? Well, he's never going to be president. That's a joke candidate. Well, it's like Sarah Palin. It's like an entertainment candidate. candidate. Yeah. Well, he's talking crazy. You know, when when you when you start talking about the, the, his his seven seven nine 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 whatever the fuck it is tax plan nine 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 that's just everyone looks at that and goes get the fuck out of here that's going to cost people more money that's going to cost the ninety nine percent more money what about the right. one this is stupid they're going to save money yeah the one percent are going to pay less you know you're, you're supposed to pay more than nine percent taxes when you got billions of dollars man the fuck out of here. Time to move to Canada. Time to move to Canada. It's um, but this guy is uh, a real like no nonsense sort of uh, extremist character, right? You got to be extremist. See, that's another funny thing is like people right now. If that's a that's a uh, um, insult. That's what they say when they're trying to discredit someone. They're like, you're, you're, he's an extremist. But it's like, is a fireman that's in a house with a sledgehammer bashing down doors to get to your kids to pull them out because the house is on fire, that's an extremist too. He's got to be a fucking extremist. He can't go into the house and kind of piddle around and be like, oh, sit down and watch some TV, and then I'll go get, get your, your daughters out of this So what is house. your point? My point is that right now, the overpopulation, the fact that um, there's so many people on the planet and that there's horrific wars happening. People have n- nuclear weapons. Maybe it's a time where people need to be extremists. Maybe it's so you a need t- to be Herman Cain? Oh, no, not Herman Cain. That's who you're talking about, though. Oh, I thought you were talking about the guy who gave you that awesome quote about taking bricks out from under the house. Oh, okay, man. Sorry, I got lost. I was I got trying lost. to follow you. I, I was like, I don't know what you're saying. You, like suddenly I'd, become a, I'd suddenly I'd become a supporter of Herman Cain. Uh, no, I just didn't understand. <laughs> I, I thought you were being We need Cain, Joe. I was just not getting no. it. Um, no, I'm sorry. I got confused. 
Yeah, well, yeah, we certainly need something different than now. And, and you keep saying, like, as if there's, there's a leader, if there's one person that's going to pull it off. And I, I keep saying that I think that's one of the coolest things about this whole Occupy Wall Street thing is because I don't think there's a fucking leader. You know, there's no leader. You can't arrest one person and then the whole thing shuts down. There's not one figurehead. There's not one voice. You know, right. I've heard Janine Garofalo talk about it, but, <laughs> you know, she's not the voice. Who's the voice? There's no voice. I don't know. I so mean, there's different people it. who've got like really smart. They're these guys. When I went down to Occupy Wall Street, they're these guys who have a podcast called Red List Radio, and they like they've like really explained a lot of shit about the Federal Reserve and quantitative easing to me in a way that like really helped me understand it. So I don't. I'm not saying it needs some central leader, but I think it it definitely it can't hurt to have some like nodes that are you know, uh, aggregators of whatever the information coming at is, which we already kind of have with, like, Reddit. You can go on Reddit and get good up-to-date information on OWS and stuff, but I think it's evolving. I think it's going to evolve into something, and eventually there will be... There's got to be someone... If you don't want it to just be a, a chaotic mass, unless you believe that there's some kind of gestalt that's going to happen with this group of people that's going to somehow harmonize and create some kind of a there's going to be an 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 effect some kind of weird effect from all this um all these people you know having sort of the same idea then cool but someone's got to someone still has to be like here's what we'd like to see changed here's what we want to have happen and they are doing that they're saying you know abolish the federal reserve that's one of the things they want to have happen they want to uh, tax, well, there's different versions of this, but tax like stock transactions or tax Wall Street. There's like, they want to do that. I think they want to tax the, well, I don't know what they all want. You can't say what they all want because they all don't want that. But there is stuff that keeps bubbling up about their basic demands that does seem to be Well, the real question real. is, what does this kind of accomplish? That's the real question. That's why it's so exciting to me because this is a, a period of uncertainty, you know, there, there's, it's really obvious that people are pissed off. It's really obvious that the cat is out of the bag. Everyone yeah. knows this is a corrupt system. It's horribly, horribly corrupt. The Congress is corrupt. The Congress is bought and paid for. The president is bought and paid for. Everyone's bought and paid for. And no one's doing anything to stop any of this fucking hoarding that's right. going on. No one's doing The fact that Obama, when he, he gave the bailouts, was trying to limit people limit their rewards to $500,000. Remember that? Yep. As if, well, they need more than everyone else. Right. We limit them to $500,000. Like, no, it should be they get nothing. They get None of them get anything. If your fucking company needs to get bailed out, you don't get to get rewards. You don't get huge, giant fucking corporate payouts because it's in your contract. No, your contract doesn't exist. There's no fucking business anymore. It's all done. You cunts, you stole all the fucking money. You guys robbed. You don't, you don't get a big bonus for that, right. you fuckhead. Do you do you think do you think this is part of the uh, global awakening that everyone has been predicting forever? This kind of transitional well, you know, look, shift in consciousness. Yes, I think so. I think you know. There's the, obviously right now the financial system is insanely complicated. You know, I've tried many, many times to sit down and truly wrap my head around stocks and bonds and dividends and shorting. I've I've, I've given it a real good like solid auditing of how the whole process works and 
it's fucking insanely complicated. Right. It's there's so many players and so many pieces and so many things and just the idea behind confidence raising and lowering the value of something and stocks climbing and falling and the whole thing being alive and mobile and constantly yeah. fluctuating. It's like what the fuck is this? Right. What the fuck do you got going on here? What yeah. kind of this is what we're running our system on? Right. We're running the money of our system on this crazy unpredictable sporadic fucking pulsating changing thing yeah numbers ups and downs and sell by this is the this chaos is the foundation of our society i'm like wow that's kind of nutty that that shouldn't be that way that the society should be much more stable i understand that people have gotten insanely wealthy through this situation right. and they don't want to change it because they they get good at it and they know how to continue to be insanely wealthy yeah. through this situation but that ain't right man it's supposed to be Based on something, it's supposed to be one piece of gold equals one donkey. That's the that's yes. the easy way for us to do it. Yeah. When you start getting into stock markets and dividend. I understand there's a, there's a need for credit. I understand there's a need for a lot of things. I understand there's a lot of there's a lot of shit that's going on where it's going to be weird where people are holding money and saving money and putting money here and the zeros there. But it's got to be a way more simple system than the system we have now because there's too much room to fuck with it. There's too much room for shenanigans. You know, the, and it doesn't have to be the system we operate under. The system we operate under should be simple and stringent and should be really easy to follow. And that's way easier said than done, but that's what we really need to do. Well, yeah, it's, it's definitely, that's a big part of it, but there's like a thing underneath that too, which is that the, the people have got to start learning that buying constantly thinking that you need to have new shit. Yeah, that's bad. But you know what's worse? Interest. You know what's worse? This idea that a credit card company can charge you 30 fucking percent on your money. The, this idea that, you know, interest for the longest time was illegal. It was yeah. against the law. You, you couldn't ask for interest. But people, what I'm saying is... For hundreds of years. Th those credit card companies, and again, this is like, I know right now this is a long way away. Maybe it'll never happen. But that couldn't function. Credit card companies couldn't function if people had learned to like gain pleasure from things that weren't just that w wasn't based on matter oh, well that's sort of silly because when when were they are they allowed to buy things sure what if they don't want to have a fucking stack of money on them they no, credit cards are good sure you know you can no you can totally like like what brian said he it's, grew up poor and he wants to get an xbox and all that stuff but i think that as people as people start getting smarter and start evolving what hopefully will happen is people will be able to distinguish that i will overcome this idea that they're going to be happier if they have a, a a really nice car you are correct however i think you're naive in your portrayal of what credit cards get used for i think most people especially people who have families they use their fucking credit cards to eat right. they use their credit cards to put gas in their car they use their credit cards to pay for things they don't have a big pile of money it's not simply a matter of the entire country is filled with materialists that have overstepped yeah. their boundaries no there's people out there struggling dude and that's what they use their credit card for and it's not saying if you didn't have a credit card you know you'd be better off because you wouldn't be a materialist. But no, no, no. It's I'm, I, I know exactly what you're saying. I know it seems naive, but it is. I'm, I'm saying like the you're addressing the ex, you're addressing the external manifestation of an internal problem that's existing in our culture as a as an idea of what it means to be happy. That's what I think. I think that, and I know people need credit cards now to pay for their family and all that stuff, but pay for other credit to cards. pay for other credit cards. But right. I know a lot of people are 
the, their lives have gotten to the point where they get in, in this fucking car that they use credit to buy to drive to a job to to drive two hours a two-hour commute to get to a job where they have to work all fucking day long and then they come back in the two-hour commute completely exhausted and they think this is the way we're supposed to be living that's no way to live that's a terrible way you're right to live. you're right so, but what's the alternative well that's that's i think the idea is to begin to open yourself up to the alternative you uh, clearly it's something to do with staying more local make like having communities of people that i'm not saying let's go back to villages joe but i'm saying there is something to be said for communities of people that are living close together and doing more than just waving at each other when they walk down the street that's but that's a broad solution for a singular problem that a person has if they are stuck in that sort of a situation like what is the solution for a guy who does have credit and does have a fucking car and does have a mortgage and has a family and is driving fucking an hour and a half every day to go to work what is the solution for that guy because it's not a village it's not like well, no, to a village. no. The, I mean, the solution for that guy is to like start, you know, working his way out of those fucking handcuffs. Right, but that's the real problem that most people find themselves in. Most people find themselves in a situation where they make barely enough money to get by and not nearly enough money to break free. Well, know, to step away and to be able to I mean it's a terror, especially if you have children. Well, that's the that's the see. You know, a lot of people when they came to the U United States, there were intentional communities that happened. I had this great book on utopias where people were coming here. Like the people came here, like the pilgrims, they wanted to start religious utopias. That's what they were trying to do: is like restructure society in a way that they could live in a in a in a um, in paradise in a kind of like Christian-based paradise. It didn't. It clearly didn't work. It turned into it turned into this. Right. But the. So what you'll hear, it's the same thing you hear about communism when you hear about like people saying they want to create like an alternative, another society or experiment with a new way to live. People are like, it doesn't work. You can't do it. Making these alternative communities doesn't work. There's no way. They always fall apart. They always collapse. They end up like Waco or whatever. But I think there is a way to do it. How? I I don't know yet. I haven't gotten high enough yet. I haven't <laughs> eaten enough mushrooms yet. But I do think that there is a way to do it. I don't know what it is, but... I think it has to be a small number of people. I think when you get over a certain amount of people, there's a thing called diffusion of responsibility. And hmm. it's like, if you're around... If there's 300 people there, you're more likely to get raped than if there's three. Because right. there's 300 people there, all those people think someone's going to help. Right. Someone's going to step in. Someone's yeah. going to step in and help. But no one does. And they don't feel responsible because there's so many other people there. Well, no one did. I didn't step in, but no one did. Right. If it's just you and that one person getting raped, you feel obligated. Right. You have a responsibility. You're a yeah. human being and you're right there. When we get past the diffusion of responsibility number with human beings, which is exactly why we all should have a real philosophical problem with drones and, 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 and wars overseas with people that we don't understand and we don't know and we don't know why we're doing this, it's easy when it's so many people and it's so far away. Right. It's way over there. But if it's right here at home, then it then it hits you fucking hard. Then you feel that responsibility. The weather underground. Bring the war back home. Human beings, I think, are still designed in a, a, a system. Our, our minds function in a system that works with a small group of people where we know everybody. Yeah. When we branch out of that, we are not designed to deal with the uh, like the internet, like communicating with people in complete anonymity. Why do you think people are such fucking complete rabid cunts online? Well, because they're frustrated in their everyday life, and when they get online, they have this anonymity, and they can just lash out at people and fuck with people and score points, and they they actually enjoy it. They get off on it. Do you, 
Do you think if we could ever get to a point where we could be like every state is their own country, like how it should be, you know, like how it is kind of like you, you have right. your state laws, but have less uh, of uh, a nation government. And they're, yeah. they're just there to protect that, us. But we fuck with too many other countries, man. You yeah, need well, they're national there to protect security. Us. Yeah, but, That's it. Yeah, but the, they won't do that because then they start fucking putting you in situations. Look, the yeah, Eisenhower warned about the military industrial complex and it sounds like some... You know, Alex Jones sounds like some nutty shit when, you know, you start talking about the idea that people are trying to go to war for money. But they fucking are, man. And the only way to to keep people uh, in war is you have to you have to force people. You have to fucking make them go attack people. You have to you know, ship them over to different places. Yeah. You know, and you have a, a bunch of states. If every state really was like its own country, and the United States didn't act as a whole, it wasn't out there fucking around with all those different parts of the world, we wouldn't have. You know, it, it would be a completely different setup. Well, it seems like that would make a lot more sense, though, because it seems like it's too fucked up on a large scale that breaking it down into fifty pieces would be the only way to really save any. You know, get any kind of order from it. Well, it's you know what I mean? the only way to get any order out of it is it's got to break down and then be rebuilt properly that that is a that idea is a is an idea that i i some i teeter on i i because i well i don't want it to i don't want it to break i don't want it to break i don't want the fucking thing to collapse and i don't want i don't i i like i like i like my life and i like here and i don't want the power to shut off and i don't want i don't want so i so but i i i consider it and i keep thinking like well probably it's going to require some kind of blip at that level for everything to get better. But I, I love, you know, letting my mind consider like, okay, but what if there's another option? What well, if there's the other some... option is technology. The other That's option it. is there's gonna be this is what I if I had to guess what I think is going to happen, barring natural disasters or any extreme world yeah. conflict that becomes nuclear, what's gonna happen is we're gonna have some sort of a, a connection through through online communication that literally allows people to look inside each other's heads. Yeah, that's what I think. I've thought that. Do you think the same way? Oh, fuck yeah, man. I've thought that. I've thought it's the ultimate... It's yeah. What it is is it allows you to experience another person's consciousness. Yes, exactly, exactly. It allows you That's to even be high. inside another person's mind. Yeah. You know, and then we all can link up as one mind, oh. and that's not that you know that's not nearly as difficult as it sounds when you think about what we've already been able to do. The fact that we can send video through the fucking sky. You know, when I was in mm-hmm. Australia, my wife was sending me pictures of the baby, and she sends me pictures of the baby, and I get them in a second. Blip, blip. Right. Images, photos, video. It's fucking craziness, man. The idea behind it is insane. You can send a fucking picture and somehow or another it goes through these. Where does it go? It goes through the air and then eventually it hits some fucking metal box that's got electricity and it sends it to the other side of the fucking planet in a second through the ocean and over the sky. How the fuck is it even getting there? Who knows? I have no idea, but I know it was there. Bink! And that to me is way crazier way crazier than the ability to experience someone else's consciousness you experience your consciousness right you you tune into your own consciousness you're there you're inside your head how do we know it's not just a simple frequency like it just you tune into it and when your mind and my mind lock up together and become one consciousness well that's a funny moment too that moment because what would happen is that because as this technology began to spread it would, you know, start off in a laboratory where one scientist would merge minds with another yeah. scientist, and that would change their lives forever. Just merging minds with one person in a real way is going to 
forever change you because you'll know how similar you are to someone else. You'll know if maybe you're completely different. Maybe this person is actually happy in your whole life. You've been lying about hap being happy to yourself and suddenly you feel someone who's really happy and you're like, oh shit, that's what it feels like. That's what real happiness feels like. And then you know how to become happy yourself. So what would happen is it would spread from the laboratory. It would spread out. But eventually, people would rise up against it. They'd be like, don't <laughs> plug into the mind. If you plug into the mind, you won't want to come back. You won't be able to come back to your life. People would fight it. It would be a form of suicide. Because after you've experienced consciousness at the scale of like the merged minds of like 15 million people... How are you going to come back to your one little mind? It, it would just turn into these pods of people. You'd be like, just get out of my head, you freaks. I got to go beat off. Uh, no, what are you going to do? You're going to beat off into the hive mind? Fuck yeah, the sex. There'd be huge orgies, orgies online. It would, be these, it would be, probably be like just some massive orgasm. Because like, also think of the learning. So, okay, I don't know how to do like jujitsu, but I merge consciousness with someone who's an expert at it, and suddenly I'm like, learn everything that they know about it you would everyone would instantaneously gain the information of everyone else Whoa. everyone would become experts simultaneously and that would create like a surge forward in evolution i think that's that fucking singularity mckenna's talking about is it's everybody's like the computers are gonna crush us it's like no that's not what it is we're just gonna merge with them we're, we're gonna become part of a of a electronic web of consciousness and the moment everyone becomes an expert that's the moment that, that, you know, with our minds together, that's when you create the time machine, or that's when you create teleportation, or that's when you create some new form of life. You know? It seems like it's inevitable. Inevitable. And it is inevitable. It's an, it, you said this to me once, Brian, about, uh, about um, the human brain. You said it's input-output. It's like all we have to do is figure out what the fucking output is of this electricity up in, the, in your brain. Understand how that works. Figure out a way to input that into a machine where it can decode it. And then you've got it. Then you've like then you have electronic telepathy and they're already verging on they're already sort of learning how to identify certain like patterns in the brain. You know how like they can show someone they can do a brain scan on someone and show them a picture of a room and tell if they've been in that room or not. Do you mm -hmm. know about that? Yeah. So it's like that's the That's pretty crazy, that, isn't it? It's fucked up, man. It's fucked up if you want to try to get away with something. It's incredible. Yeah. Like you you go, oh, you've been in here before. And you're like, no, I haven't. Never seen it before. Yeah. No, you definitely have. Like, we can tell. It's just the next step is, okay, well, can we extract images from a person's mind? Can we start? We like, yeah, we've, we've talked about this before. Yeah, Images video, and yeah. video. Yeah, they've already done this. So then, then that's the that's it, man. Then it's, it's really crude right now, but you know, obviously, still looks pretty good. It looks kind of like if you were to blow up an old cell phone video from 1991 or something like that and blow it up big. So yeah, yeah. that's an it's inevitable. So then the next step, of course, is going to be like you know perfecting that technology, and then the next step is going to be like okay, so I know that when someone's feeling happiness then this is the part of his brain that gets activated. So now all I've got to do is like record that activated part of his brain, play that video back inside someone's brain, figure out a way to stimulate someone else's brain with that same activity, and boom. Instead of fucking, you'll have, a, there'll be emotional records. You know mm. what I mean? Instead of like, record players, there'll be like these emotional devices where, where it'll be like, the feelings of a summer day. I don't even know if we're going to get that indulgent, man. If we all link up, I think the link up is probably going to be before the recording. 
I think the link up is probably going to come first. I, it'll, I'm it, hoping. I'm you, hoping it doesn't just become a self indulgent wine fest. It will get together and it no. They'll be recording. Drink and watch people experience breakups. Ooh, a terrible breakup. It? It's all memories of Pe- breakups. They go through it on purpose. Oh my god, I went through the worst breakup last night. <laughs> Dude, my, how my was husband it? came home. It's not your husband. It's his fucking thing. Okay, but in the in the program, my husband came home. We had four children together. We were struggling, yeah. and he was running off to Mexico with his secretary, and I was devastated. And he said, "Let the kids starve. I don't give a fuck." And he left me. It was it was horrible. People and he hit me, and he fucked me, and then he left me. People will write reviews of him. Uh, people, if that was like a real memory, people would cry, and they would go, "Oh my god, you want a good cry? You have to try this." And, and you'll start be so when happy. Be like award shows for best breakups and yeah. you know best. Wasn't yeah. there a movie about this where like there, of course it was there was yeah. like Strange under days. there Strange was days. Yeah. underground yeah tapes of it and shit. Well, yeah, I think that like. I think it's going to, uh, it's definitely going to get to that place. I can't wait, man. Well, the idea, if you can see something, okay, if you look at something and then that registers as an image and you can see that image on a computer, what about your imagination? What about, is it possible to see, I mean, you're not seeing anything, but what, where's, where's, where, what's being registered when you are having a visual experience in a dream? What yeah. exactly, where is that registering? Right. It's registering in your imagination, I guess. Is there a, a frequency that can be tuned into, just like it is with that image when you see it from the eyes? Is there a frequency that can be tuned into? Yeah, you know, it, must, that's, it must be. Must be, right? It's got to be. It's, I mean, it's definitely something's happening. There's some some biochemical reaction that's happening that's producing the effect of you watching fucking Werewolf 69. <sighs> it's going to some- all boil down. To uh, we're gonna we're just gonna slowly break down the matter of reality itself. That's what we're at right now. You know, McKenna described what's gonna happen with the exponential increase in the in, in technology that it's like a funnel, and then if you spin a quarter around the lip of the funnel, it takes a long time to go around a circle. But as it gets lower and lower in the funnel, it picks up speed and goes faster yeah, right. and faster and faster. And that's really what it's like. It takes a, just a, a millisecond to make a full revolution now, whereas before it was years. Yeah, that's and and th- yeah, it's going to be, and we're experiencing the very, very beginning of that. And it's weird how a lot of that is like coming out in like the form of cell phones. Do you think that that's too convenient? What that the world is going to change and the the, the reality itself is going to change during the time of your life. I mean, do, you ever, do you ever stop and think that, wow, maybe this is a work of fiction? Well, no, I don't. I, I don't think it, I can't think it's a work of fiction because you, in, our, in this year, if you watch Technological Advances, this fucking year, this year, for the first time, as far as I know, because I know phones have had voice recognition technology, but this year, for the first time in human history... We have now, we, now we have a device where you can talk to it like a person. I don't think you understand what I'm saying. I'm saying life itself, a work of fiction. Oh, right. Like, this is, this is too convenient. The oh, story is I all playing out. Saying. Oh, fuck. That so much of it seems so bizarre, and so much of it yeah. seems so fake. And, you know, speaking of Breitbart, he's the one who busted Andrew Weiner for showing his cock. Oh, you know, God. I mean, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. these wars, this economy, Occupy Wall Street rising up, just yeah. as you're getting older. Yeah, right, just right. Just as your body's slowly starting to slow down, and you're checking your heart for yeah. weird things every now and then and meanwhile everything's picking up overseas dum 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 there's more sure. war and then we might go to war with Iran Ooh! it's yeah. almost like as your life becomes more and more complex and reaches the inevitable end 
Yeah. Your story is getting more and more complicated. Your story is getting more and more involved. Your story, the story of the world that you live in, this this work of imagination that whoever the fuck is hearing this has created, and each one yeah. of us has created our own little version of it, and they're all intertwined inexorably in some just crazy, meshy matrix of, of yeah. reality and thinking and love and peace and anger and bullshit and all intertwined together, just signals, just ones and zeros flying around through fucking space yeah and as you get further and further along your version of it just more and more fucked the point where you can't drink the water anymore and the sky's fucking brown and pollution and earthquakes yeah. and war and krakens yeah krakens krakens they found they found a, evidence of a kraken they believe that oh, at one point in time... Oh, and that's the dinosaur bonds. Yeah, they believe at one point in time there was a giant mother motherfucker of an octopus. Yeah. That was just... They have fossils of uh, imprints of giant um, uh, suction cups. It's one of the things that led them to believe this. And the, the dinosaur graveyards that were clearly arranged the same way octopuses arrange or octopi arrange uh, their kill. Right. Yeah, and so they think that, you know, the idea that sailor is always afraid of the kraken, that might have been a real animal at one point in time, but it was a soft-tissued animal, like an octopus is. So when it's gone, it's gone. It doesn't leave any evidence. Um, yeah, so you think that that's, that's novelty. That's like McKenna's novelty. Stuff like that popping up is like... Because McKenna talked about how as well, we... Well, I, I I'm, I'm thinking that this whole thing might be someone's imagination. It might be your imagination. It might be my imagination. It might be a combination of everyone's imagination. I mean, things are real. They, there's real laws to this life. Yeah. There's weird, but it, God damn it operates like a work of fiction. Well, yeah. It's all, yeah, yeah, it does kind of seem like that. It does seem like, you know, like you'll run into somebody... Like sometimes you'll, you'll run into someone that you haven't seen in a long time and you've, and you've thought about them and it just the huh. odds of running into them are... Right, but and, you know, people will quote statistics and people will try to talk you out of thinking that way and they'll tell you, well, I went through my entire life and I'm real and you're no, you didn't just think me yeah, up and I have sure. a memory of my childhood and I'm really good at football and yeah. I learned how to play that over years and years of hard work. So I'm not a part of your fucking imagination, pal. I'm a real person. You might be a part of your own imagination. Am I, you, you might be creating your thing with your imagination as I create mine with mine, and they intertwine. It's not either or. You know what this reminds me of? And stop me if I've already said this before, but I, I, did I ever talk about the idea of what would happen if the universe suddenly gained consciousness out of nothingness? Did I ever talk about this idea I had? Uh, I was maybe. tripping. It's like, so like, because I was thinking like, okay, what happened? What would happen if the universe woke up all of a sudden? And there was nothing was here. It was nothingness. Pre-Big Bang conditions, right? right? Universe wakes up. Pure consciousness. Pure fucking consciousness. No differentiation. Just consciousness. Just pure awareness, right? No body. No body. But infinitely conscious of itself. Completely aware. Now, I was thinking like that, the initial reaction to that sense of being aware that you're nothing, that you're nothingness, it's, it's this weird resonance. It would create horror is what it would do. It would create this anguished terror from waking up and realizing you're here, you're some primordial thing, and then that terror would Why? be... I don't get it. Why? Well, it's like imagine... Why would that be terror, especially if you don't have a body and you have no ego? Where's the terror? The terror comes from this. This idea came came to me when I was thinking, like, what would happen if something fucked up, and my consciousness got trapped 
in like a table <laughs> or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh my God, how like, high were you? I was tripping. I was on LSD. And I was thinking, because I was looking at, I was. this is when I was in science class. And I still remember, I was tripping in high school. I had my head in my arms. And I was looking at the fucking table. And for a second, it felt like my consciousness had shifted into the table and was kind of like trapped there. But isn't that a school of thought that everything has a consciousness? I mean, that, that, yeah. I mean I've, we've talked about it several times that planets may very well be some sort of a super organism that can't express itself in movement to us so we don't think of it as a, as a living thing or as a conscious thing but the whole planet might have a type of consciousness well imagine this and ima let's let's just put into this weird idea the idea that this infinite consciousness had some ability to experience aloneness you know loneliness aloneness it was just by itself that's ridiculous because that's a human idea or an animal idea and the yeah, but reason what if why you have this feeling of needing to be with someone is because that's how you fucking stay alive and don't get eaten by jaguars it's built into you our can't experience but the, the, my point is you're attaching like these human thoughts we're, we're, to the we're, we're the universe we are the universe humans yeah, but, are the universe we the right but we're we're obviously here with a task we are obviously some weird little crazy button-pushing monkey with a task. And this, this need for this task has ingrained into us all of these, these really needy characteristics that you can't associate gods with having. We're, we're, I'm not saying gods at all. I'm saying... Universal consciousness, the universe itself. We, we, we are... One inarguable thing is we're an extrusion of the universe. That's what we are. We're the universe in extruding itself in the form of a thing that is capable of feeling loneliness, that is capable right. well, of... Well, what you're saying is that the universe is everything, including people. Yeah, it's of everything. course. The whole universe isn't just the planets. It's not no. just the stars. It's every organism. Uh, everything. So we're a part of everything. the universe. And right. we're the universe experiencing itself in this specific way. The universe has divided itself the universe has divided itself into a lot of shit and part of that shit is feeling lonely pain suffering angst horror happiness joy all of it it is the universe experiencing itself there's no way to to deny that if you unless you think humans aren't part of the universe unless you think you're some kind of thing that's distanced or outside of everything else you are Part you are infinity, sticking its head into this little bubble of whatever this place is and feeling. So um, I, I what I thought was maybe what fucking happened was uh, this uh, this consciousness. It well, what did happen is we do know it exploded. We don't know if there was something before the Big Bang, but we do know it blew up. Something exploded. So I was thinking maybe it had some kind of fucking nervous breakdown. It shattered into a bunch of fucking infinite pieces of which we're one part. We're part of that. We're, we're, what we are is one tiny little broken shard of the universe that blew up a long time ago. And it's like what I considered, what I thought would be like this initial state of absolute horror, I think everyone in their own lives in their own way is dealing with it in a very small level the fear of death the fear of merging back into the nothingness the fear all that stuff manifests in your life is these like is, is fear and, and 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 weakness and it's like we're like tiny little fragments of the universe trying to fix itself on a minuscule level that's what i was thinking when i was tripping out uh, I think of people uh, in a different way, and I think the reason why we have uh, ego and desire and lust and greed and 
selfishness and you know any any jealousy and ego all these issues they're all negatives and positives they are all pullers they are attractors to get us to do specific things and most importantly to make sure that things stay in motion and that people continue to innovate and they continue to want to produce things and continue to want to do things that are special so that they get attention or money or reward or pile up objects and I think that all these things whether they're greed or selfishness or jealousy or fear or lust all of them are are essentially numbers or equations in a, in a grand scheme of mathematical like, like what's the word not not an algorithm but like a program like literally like Everything that exists, whether it's hot or cold or pleasure or pain or all these different things that the human animal and any other animal experiences are to guide that animal into a certain direction. To make sure the deer can keep breeding and staying alive to feed all the mountain lions, it's got to be difficult to catch. It hears a branch snap, boom, the ears turn, they're very big, they pick up everything. Yeah. Why Why is all that there? That's all that there is because that deer better be scared as fuck because that mountain lion can run fast, bitch. Right. You're going to get fucked. So if you want to keep breeding, you want to stay alive, you have to be a scarfy, scaredy cat little deer that freaks out. Yeah. All the shit that we have is designed to make us move in the way that we're moving right now. All of our fears, anxieties, greed, everything. If I looked at it, I look at it as like a program. I don't. I don't look at it as like the universe is going to be feel fearful like we are. And it is know, fearful and, like and you are. Consciousness, if you're consciousness is like we are. I don't think that at all. I think that we are moving in this very certain direction, and we are influenced by these very certain feelings and and energies and emotions because we have a goal to do. We 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 are here on some sort of a weird task of accomplishing something, taking probably most likely the human animal to the next stage of evolution. Whether it's some sort of a symbiotic connection that we're going to have with computers or whatever it is, all but right. it seems to me to be progress and technology driven. All of it, all of it, all the greed and lust and material. P possessions and everything, everything that f that fuels human beings, and all this is this existential wanting, you know. That I think is because that's that's just like the bee swarming around the queen and making a beehive. I right. think it's the same thing. I think we're we're moving in a way that's far more complex, and we have this, you know, the the illusion of free will and uh, and, uh, and all these other things that are sort of you know guiding us to believe that there's a much more grandiose thing a plan to right. it all. But this these these poles and this ego and fear and death and and longing and loathing, it might really just be a part of our program that keeps us moving. What is it? What does McKenna call it? A, str a strange attractor? Is yeah, that the yes, idea? Yes, so it's yes. like there's a magnet in the future, and that's a dumb word for it, but there's a thing yes. in the future that's drawing us towards it and yes. causing us to organize as it yes. pulls us closer. It's an omega point. Taylor Deschardins, this like, there's an, a Jesuit priest talked about this too, which is that there's an organizing principle in the future that's drawing us towards it in this sort yeah. of like spiral that we're right. moving towards. Yeah, it's a nature. Uh, he had a, he had an yeah, but McKenna had a really interesting way of looking at it because McKenna's idea was that there is a, a foregone conclusion, there is a an end point that must be reached, and that what this this end point does <laughs> is it makes things become more and more complex as they reach it until it literally manifests itself. Well, like it's uh, manifesting itself in our innovation, in human beings in general, in the, the massive explosion of change that we have in just a few thousand years have imparted on this planet. Like right now we're booting up. 
the the earth is a yeah. computer and it's booting up and it's the, it's about to go bong and then it's yeah. gonna be this the next thing and I I I, I believe that but I, and I I think it's fascinating that the universe as you are and as I am an extrusion of it talks about it as it's happening the universe is trying to decode and understand what's happening to it in the form of human philosophy and the whole form of science or maybe it just does like you do when you're zen on stage maybe that's what the universe does maybe the universe is when you tune into your best moments and you just do you just in that right. zone you become zen maybe the universe is just ultimate zen the Tao. and what we're doing the Tao, exactly and what we're doing by tuning into it in little brief moments with brilliant music or or a great book or an incredible movie or something yeah. that just locks into it. What we're doing is is tapping into that groove that you hit when you truly hit anything excellent. And that groove is the universe itself. And that the universe is never scared and alone and all that. That's yeah, silly. It, it's but it is. super zen. I, what do you, why can you say, but it is? How can you say that? Well, because... You don't know what the universe no, is. No, I'm part of the universe. So well, I'm I, just saying, that you, the, isn't it I can tell you that this. your fears... I can tell you this. This little stretch of the universe here, sometimes okay. it gets scared and feels lonely. Well, this it, little stretch of the universe is its own little thing. But it's still part of the universe. But it's just a little, a little segment that's got to accomplish. It's got a, uh, a task. <laughs> no, you don't think that that's that, that there's like all like sort of really pragmatic reasons for fears and and for lust and for desires and goals. Well, if you I, are, I, I think the reason thing, doesn't. Uh, the I think I where it seems like we're where we're. I don't know if it's a disagreement, but my my conception of it is that human beings, just like any other thing in the world, in the universe, in space, are part of the universe. Part of the universe, and as part of the universe, that means that the experience, the individual experience that you're having, is a part of the universe having the experience. Now, the reasons that you're having the experience don't dis don't uh, take away the fact that you're experiencing it. So, what I mean is if you're happy, then you are one tiny little pixel of the universe experiencing happiness. If you're scared, you're one tiny little pixel of the universe experiencing fear. You know? Well, and that sounds like a nice cop out to not be a pussy. You're like, oh, I'm not really a pussy. It's the universe. The universe is being a pussy through well, me. No, yeah, that's <laughs> hilarious. The, the you what I am while I'm crying is not a pussy. No, you well, are. But, but, that's but, what I used to always say. It's the universe. <laughs> it's waterfalls. No, the, what but I'm it's saying true, is though. that you automatically uh, associated the universal consciousness with fear and 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 terror. And, and I, I, I and I think you're justifying it in a backdoor situation by saying that you're a piece of the universe. You, you were talking about the universe being one consciousness. We weren't talking about any human beings existing. What do you think so is I don't the know, predominant? If there's no if there's no goal that the human being has to achieve and if there's no conscious awareness of the temporary existence of its lifespan because it's not a lifespan, it's not alive. It is universal consciousness that is the universe. Why the fuck would it be scared? That's my point. Well, I think the predominant mood on this planet is one of fear and i think oh man i i can't disagree more i can't really? disagree more yeah i think people are freaked out no man people some people are freaked out part of people are freaked out part of the day but if you added up 24 hours in the day and all the people most people are it's not fucking mad max out there man it ain't that bad oh no but mad max that kind of fear would be better than the kind of fear that's infected people these days the kind of fear that's infected people these days is far worse than fighting some fucking max bandit yeah. with a flamethrower um. the fear the fear that people experience and not okay, a, okay, what fear? Define. 
What fear are they experiencing uh, all day? Turn on the fucking uh, watch the commercial. Okay, is it all news, man? Cause no, not I the think news. A lot of people are out there having a good time. No, just I've met them, man. We were in Ontario, California this weekend. Had a great fucking time. I, I meet I meet people having a great time too. It's not the predominant mood is not fear. Fear is an element in this world, no doubt about it. I think people are. I think a lot of people are scared. Yes. But they're also happy, and they're yeah. also horny, and they're also drunk, and you know, there's a lot of different room on the dial. There's room uh, on the dial for oh, all these no, different I, emotions. To say the predominant one is fear—that's the primary man, spot. I think I that's, just, in this country, really, I think in this country, man, look, it, it's times are hard, just like all over the world. Terror alert, hard, orange. They don't even do that anymore, Brian. But they, they, they did stopped. it. They did it for a long okay. time. Okay, but I don't. I think that people are can dwell on that shit, and it makes it way worse than it really is. I think for sure there's some fear out there, but to say that it's the predominant emotion of people that are living their everyday lives, working and having sex and playing with their children and going to the movies, I don't think the primary one is fear. I think it's in there, but I think fear for the of most death, part, and it's definitely not as much as it was after 9/11, you know, and shit like that. I think if anything, it's no, way it's better a, than it was. you. You tend to lean towards the morose and you're I do applying indeed. but you're applying these thoughts to the whole of humanity. I don't mean it as a hopeless thing though. I don't mean it as a You don't mean fear as a hopeless thing? Not at all. I think you got to acknowledge it. I, I, oh man, but you don't have to acknowledge it if you're just living life enjoying yourself. Go to Hawaii and see how people are just chilling at the beach. Oh dude, you do know? you know what it's like to live in Hawaii as someone living in Hawaii? Look it up. They call it like the golden cage. It's so fucking expensive to live there that to, to 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 you have to work like two or three jobs if you're a, a native Hawaiian. It's really tough there. So I mean, maybe fear is the wrong word for it. What does that have to do with just chill out? Well, chill no, out. there's people on Their the culture beach. is like a chilled out culture. Is what I'm saying. I think there's tourists on the beach, but also like, well, listen, that, I feel like I'm to defend myself. I feel like I'm gonna ha I'm dri I'm driving deeper and deeper yeah. into a pessimistic place, and and I think that maybe the way that I chose my words is like not you, you, exactly. You speak right sometimes in absolutes. All right. You know, and I think you 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 chase down an idea, and I do. I'm guilty as well. Um, you chase down an idea, and sometimes in chasing down that idea, you discard or discount possible other ideas that might interfere with the path that you're on. You know, and that is something that a lot of people do. I do it too. You know, it's it's dissolve. I wanted what the just to finish the thought. What I was trying to get it. at. You're doing it right there. Dissolved. I want to dissolve. <laughs> you want to dissolve the fucking dissolve the fear, and underneath that is love. Is love. I think. Okay. What I'm saying is, I don't think the universe has any fucking fear at all. I think if the universe was a universal consciousness, one thing that knew everything and had and was by itself, I did. I don't think it would tweak. You know, because I don't think it needs to be uh, in the buddy system. I think it's the fucking universe. Well, the universe I think is that okay. our fears that we have that are, are all biological, and all of our fears that we have about being alone and all our fears about dying—they're all biological. They're all just these right. fail-safe mechanisms designed to keep us running. But the un the universe is a, as a whole. Okay, the universe as a whole. I understand. I'm not saying I the universe as a whole is freaking out, but as individual units, definitely parts of it are freaking out. Do you not understand that you are applying individual units to something that you initially said has no individual units? The first thing you were saying was the universe would be okay. nothing. There was nothing I'm glad, there. I'm glad you said this. Pre-Big Bang. I'm glad you said this. It lets me throw out an esoteric Hindu word. So I'm happy <laughs> that you said this. Okay, what is it? The word is, and I'm probably going to mispronounce it, the word is asinka sinka beta tattva. And what that word translates into is simultaneous oneness and difference, which is the explanation they give for the universe, which is its existing uh, as an entirety, as a whole, as a gestalt, as one thing, 
but also while it's existing as this one thing, it's existing as infinite number of uni units that are making it up. And so those units that are making up the sum total, some of those units, their experience is uh, one of fear or one of anger or the more negative emotions. And whether or not this is a biological imperative, let's imagine humans didn't even exist at all. If it was just squirrels then the, the, or, or animals, then those animals are still parts of the universe experiencing uh, this certain emotion. Right, but isn't that just so that they can keep breeding? Isn't aren't these just electrical signals that trigger certain behavior patterns that allow them to continue to con their little cycle the, on Earth? So whatever the fuck they're there for, whether they're to cultivate the ground so that trees grow better, so they they you know they complete their cycles to dig and aerate yeah. the ground, or whether they're the the human animal that you know that fucking sparks the atom that blows up the fucking Earth. Yes, you know whatever it is that all these moves that they do in in it's there's no real fear. Doesn't Me, exist. It's 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 a it's a charge it's, on the game. Okay, it's, a, it's a, 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 a an influence on the game. It's still. I mean, you. Well, let's. Well, I don't even know why I have to use the word fear. Let's say it's like, you know, orgasm because the experience of orgasm is a chemical reaction that's part of some grand. Um, equation working itself out doesn't negate the fact that orgasms exist or that they're 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 obviously real so it is a it's a th it's a real thing you know and whether or not we feel fear because we're in some predetermined uh <clears throat> we're in some predetermined thing that's working itself out or whether or not we feel fear because we're um well fear is a motivator man it's, right. it's really simple. I mean, we, 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 we have a, a lot of investment in fear. We have a lot of investment in love. We have a lot of investment in all these things that are just motivators that, you know, they, they, they push us in certain directions, keep us from things, keep us, you know, you, you learn from uh, bark, 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 animal can kill you, run away. Right. You know, you're scared of dogs. This, there's, all these things exist. They're just, they just move action. Yeah. They're just motivators. Right. I'm in no way trying to say that I understand the consciousness of the universe. I'm in no way trying to say that you know I'm right and you're wrong. What I'm trying to say is you automatically uh, assume that the universe has fear because it has consciousness. And I thought that it's, was really telling. I don't mean to keep going back to this point, but the reason that... Oh, oh, right. Oh, yes. I see what you're saying. The, the initial idea that the first thing that you would feel... That's what you think. Is you, you attached yourself. What is that called? Anthropomosis? When you, you add you think a I projected my you think I You think I made the ultimate... Animal. That Okay. So I get it. Fear. I made the ultimate narcissistic error no, in no, projecting no, no. my own fear. I don't think fear. it's narcissistic. In the what, what happens when a baby pops out of a pussy for the first time? They cry. They freak out. Yeah, it's because they change environments. They fucking cry. So in that same way, I think that when the universe first popped out, this universal consciousness, and I also must say that I do not know this. Again, to go back to the original point I made, this happened while I was drooling onto my desk in a science class on acid. But I think that the initial burst of the universe, that feeling would be very similar to a baby crying. What the fuck? What the fuck? And it would break into a billion pieces with that what the fuck and that what the fuck is encapsulated in every single person and it's our life task and maybe this purpose you're talking about maybe we agree on this point it's our life task to turn that what the fuck into this is awesome this is amazing oh my god this is this is the best thing that could ever happen and maybe as that feeling begins to escalate inside of people which are parts of the universe, then maybe it'll keep escalating and escalating and escalating so the universe goes into this like amazing cascade into like 
eternal bliss, eternal happiness, a bliss that we can't even imagine that keeps exponentially increasing and increasing and increasing and increasing. And we're just one tiny node on this uh, movement towards that. You're both wrong. What's the answer? I don't know. Prove me right. Brian. Yeah, but you guys are just talking like for like 40 minutes on stuff that you both can't ha- be right or wrong about. No, there's you know? no right or wrong, uh, unquestionably. What's you know, wrong with my, doing my that? My problem is you as a person, I know you very well, and you lean towards fear, you know, and you, 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 you have, you know, atten- you're totally. a very intelligent person, and intelligent people, for the most part, are more scared of things because you realize the variables, you know, and you, you think of... You know, uh, you, you think of I think life. of the negative results. Yeah, well, you, you were yeah. thinking, I mean, you were talking about people. And by the way, folks, sending mean messages on Twitter, we're not, no one's arguing. We're just talking. We're, what are, we're wait, throwing what are these people, ideas What are people around. saying? Stop being a douche. Let Duncan talk. You know, you're not as open-minded as you sound, man. We're throwing ideas. No, this is okay? fun. No, this this is, uh, it's like. I understand what we're doing. We're, we're throwing ideas around. And uh, I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm fucking for sure not right. But what I'm saying is you, you can't. You can't just say you know. You no. can't say the universe has fear. You can't say it's, you know, you, you can't. You, these these subjects are so fucking twisted and bizarre that no, no one can have an absolute. But you in know one what? Way or any They're other. so fun to talk about. And that's something, Brian, yeah. you, you seem to like. You don't. Check out. I hate what ifs. You don't You're like You're wasting it. your time, like, fi- trying to figure that out. You know, no, it's just no, no, like, it's, it's like true. going back and forth. Like, I, it, I think it's. You can't say it's wasting your time because it's very entertaining. But I think it's, it's, oh, it's entertaining, it's but fun. there's no end to it because there's no well, answer. It doesn't to matter. It. Why does it have to have is, an end? Yeah. Because that's how my mind thinks. I want to figure out how shit works. I don't want to fucking. Like, that's just like wasting your time. You know, I'm not going to need to know what the the secret to the life and universe is if it has conscious if it's like a baby well, popping how, how out are of you a supposed vagina. how are you su- know how are you supposed to be spend <laughs> how do you think you're supposed to be spending your time uh trying to live in the now instead of living in something you will never figure out but part of living yeah, in the now yeah but it's interesting be, uh, yeah it's fascinating it's interesting but there's no one's right or wrong though that's just yeah but it doesn't like have to be right doesn't, or wrong. that doesn't mean that you shouldn't no do but that's it. just saying what that's why i think that's what i think right you know so well, when you, you guys talk at what ifs i i just be like oh, you I keep away ifs. from everything really deep though even if it's not what it's ifs. not when deep things what ifs it's just like making up stories that you think are right which aren't because you don't know well when you talk about a human no man listen he's not just what ifing when he's talking about a human being being a representative of the universe because it's part of that's the universe. True. It is true. How is that it's a what a, if? It's no, a no, no, no. I agree concept. with that. Absolutely, I agree with that. But that doesn't mean that 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 the universe has feelings. You, the you universe don't know. does have feelings because you're part of the universe. All right. If you say it like that, that means sense. But that's what if you're that, calling t- a, a that's universe. That's what I was saying. You know, you're saying well, you're part of the universe. Well, it goes back it's, to what I was saying about it's earlier. Like a drum do you circle. believe? Do you believe it's possible that we are all our own universe and that somehow or another this isn't something that you can bang on with a hammer? It's not. The, the, the whole world isn't the material world of, of things being solid, but there is some sort of a, a fictional aspect to life and that it almost is like your imagination and your mind and your, 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 your you know, just your mind. intent really does have some effect on physical reality and that all of our physical realities, although they seem to be the exact same thing that we're all inserted into, we all have our own unique oneness yeah. And that our unique oneness interacts with everyone else's unique oneness, which is why it's very important to surround yourself with positive people. Then you surround yourself with a bunch of positive universes. You create more and more positive energy, yeah. more and more positive experiences, more and more good things are happening to all the people around you, more and more yeah. happiness is totally. being interchanged between each yeah. other. 
that's how you really make a real community, right? Right. Yeah, it's your association is so yeah. important. Your it's, own, you're, you're making a community, making your own universe, man. Did you, have you... Um, practically and woo-wooey, you know, because practically it's, it's just a smart thing to surround right. yourself with good people. But the idea that you don't, we, we're not exactly sure with, with this fuzzy line between consciousness and unconsciousness and sleeping and dreaming and it's all going on and on in one cycle, but we're not exactly sure what, 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 part of it we're playing all the time we have to hit on things to be sure right you ever, you, i mean how many times have you had dreams where you oh oh it's a dream oh yeah. it's a dream oh it's a dream how do you not know that knocking on things isn't a fucking dream that the whole idea that you can dream the idea that you can imagine the idea that there's some some mystical part of your brain that sees things that aren't really there and puts them into position and moves them around and gives you a little fucking cartoon light bulb, bing, yeah. and then you write this down and you get together with a hammer and nail and some fucking wood and you create this thing that's never been created before. What the fuck is that? This right. is something that's manifesting itself in a solid form that has come out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, I have a feeling that whole nowhere is a real realm. The, the realm of thinking, the realm of consciousness and imagination, just because you can't bang on it with a fucking hammer doesn't mean it's not a real a realm, a real a huge part of the ingredients of life. Right. And I think that we only measure the shit that we can bang on with a hammer. And we look at the way that people influence their lives, you know, show oh, she got a tit job and look what she did to her lips. We, we look at all the different things that you physically yeah, yeah. do to the stuff that you can hit. Right. And that's what we measure, and we decide that that's the entire ingredient list of life. And I don't think it is, well, man. I think there's some there's some woo-woo shit going on, man. Woo-woo. There's some woo-woo Deepak Chopra-type shit going on that seems ridiculous. You just can't measure it, You man. know what they call, you know, of course, the, the uh, name for the universe that is Maya. You've heard the term mm -hmm. Maya, of course, illusion. So like, sure. and, and I think there's like exercises in some yogic systems where you begin to try to deconstruct what exactly what you're saying. You, you start like trying to like find what is real. What is real? You know, is this, for example, this table. Like you take the table, for example, the table is only real uh, in this moment right now. If you were to look at the table through the uh, through the course of thousands and thousands of years, you would see this table was uh, trees, and before it was trees, it was seeds, and before it was seeds, it was this combination of um, carbon molecules, and you would see that this table is only existing in a very temporary, transient moment in this one second. It's almost liquid if you look at time. It's just kind of wave, this undulation that's it happening through so time. It takes so long that we mistake it as a solid. Right, and so we think, oh yes, this is permanent and this is real. It's like, yeah. no, 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 no. This is completely impermanent. You just happen to see it as real in this one second. And so you begin to be like, okay, well that's not real. Then you begin to think, well, what about me? Am I? What am I? And then you realize, oh, you're part of that fucking paint swirl too. You're swirled in with a table right now. You're swirled in and before you swirled into the human entity that you are, you are a bunch of other shit, you know? You are you are ultimately like they talk about how like parts of what's inside of us is from supernovas and quasars yeah. and things exploding that all stardust. got made, stardust. Yeah. Well, you and, have to have a supernova to make the shit that make people, right? Yes, you, you need have to have some sort of a fucking explosion fucking, of a star. That's the recipe. And so when you start in, instead of just theoretically talking about it like what you don't like, if you start like really thinking, okay, well then what does that mean for my life? How am I supposed to, you know, how am I supposed to start acting then if I realize that I'm just some infinite part of something else? It's going to swirl back out into nothingness real quick. What do you think the guy first felt when he realized that the sun has a lifespan? 
the guy who first realized that eventually this fucker's right. gonna go out, right, right? You know, and he calculated how many billion years we have left. Yeah. You know, and then they figured yeah. out, you know, most suns only live to 500 million years. Did well, you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I thought like they're all billions, billions of That's years what I old. Thought. No, 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 no. Most suns, five hundred billion years or five hundred million years. Really? Yeah. So we got so, an older sun. Our yeah, we got old? a crazy slow burning sun. Some of them just fucking blast off. Some of the really big giant ones, man, they just fucking ah! they just rage for like a you know a few million years and then shut the fuck off. Yeah, but some of them, uh, a lot of them, die out at five hundred million. So we're in a rare sort of a Goldilocks situation where life can get this advanced and get this complex. You know, four point six billion years or something like that. Yeah. That this uh, this planet has been around, and the sun is even older than that. You know, pretty fascinating stuff when you really stop and think about it. You know, well, it, that's it's all a, got a lifespan. Yeah, it, it's that fucking that level of thinking that you can begin to like really start experiencing like novelty again in your life because i think people get shut off to that way of thinking they don't want to think like that and things can get boring it's like when you sit when you go outside in a hot day and you just think i'm experiencing heat from a fucking thing in space like this heat is radiating out of this thing that's so fucking hot it's making its way through space and changing my skin color a little bit it can burn my skin that's in, to me that if, if I allow myself to think that way, things become so much more fascinating and interesting. It's just weird the stuff you choose to not use specifically that people choose. To I think, block. Well, yeah, but that's not what you guys were talking about. You weren't talking about, hey, the sun makes you tan. Well, that's hot and that's nice. I mean, I think everyone thinks about that. Well, you know, we're what gonna... I'm thinking about, like the stuff that where you, you know, if you if you're trying to figure out what the universe is, if it's alive, it's doing this or that. That's all great and stuff like that, but you don't really have an answer. I don't like fascinate or thinking about that kind of shit because there will never probably know that answer i'd rather figure out my fucking life going on with this person Son, you ain't never gonna figure out your life you're better off just distracting yourself with bullshit <sighs> well i mean <laughs> yeah. listen let it go kid i i know i know what ifs can be fun here and there but i, I mean them. but getting obsessed with them is what, I what if do. with duncan till i starve to death we we can what if to the cows it's come. It's so home. fun to what if. It's what fun. If, what Maybe about the fucking philosophers? What if, dude, dude, all the, robots. All, so much of McKenna's work was what if. You know, so much of his uh, possibilities of prognosticating the eventual technological yeah. singularity and. He's a, he was a big proponent of time travel. He really felt like time travel was going to be the one thing that fucked everything up. Hey, can I do a what if real quick? Yeah. What if Brian worked for the CIA <laughs> and he was like infiltrated the podcast to try to get us from doing what ifs? Because if mm. we, he, they know that if we keep what ifing, we're going to come up with something that isn't just bullshit. You're right, dude. You might be a fucking fed. Speaking of which, where are you at this weekend? Oh, I'm at the I'm at, I'm at Ann Arbor. I'm oh, comedy uh, yeah. showcase in Ann Arbor. Com Michigan. Comedy showcase in Ann Arbor, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. By the way, if you've never been to the comedy showcase in Ann Arbor, Michigan, it is one of the most perfect comedy clubs in the country. It's one of those places that you get there and you go, oh, these still exist. Oh. These these mom and pop owned really well set up well designed small intimate space awesome. great sound system cool as fuck staff the whole staff smoked me out we went in the Whoa. back room and, and, and passed it around the place is the shit cool. dude. the cops there were cool as fuck everybody's Holy cool shit, as fuck I can't wait man dude that club fuck. is the shit I, I did it with Segura me and Segura did it 
It was uh, we had a great, great, great fucking time there. That's, I can't wait. There's a few of those clubs left, you know, in the country. That was a uh, Heffron. Denver club. Comedy Works. Denver Comedy Works. Portland, Portland Oregon. Yeah. Portland. Set up perfect. What's that? Portland, Oregon's my new fave. Portland's helium is the yeah. shit. That's a new club too. I love that. Club. But Portland has been dying for stand-up comedy forever. I mean, Portland's such a cool community. There's so many cool motherfuckers up there. Portland's amazing, man. That's a great city. Hey, you know, yeah, yeah. I love Portland. I just dude. don't know if I could deal with the winter time. People say it just gets fucking crazy. I've talked to people that didn't say that. They, years ago, I have friends that live in Seattle, and years ago, I would ask them, you know, does it ever bother you the rain? No, you know, no big deal. It's whatever, man. In the summertime, summertimes are amazing. You just, you know, you just kind of deal with it. This is what, the, what it is. And then you talk to them a couple years later, man, fuck this fucking weather. Fuck this. It's, it seems to me to be something you think you can deal with, and you can deal with it. Yeah. But it might slowly fuck with you if you don't realize, as long as you don't realize there's an alternative. Like, if you ever lived in Southern California and then you moved up to Seattle, you might, after a while, be like, God damn, can right. I get some sun up in this bitch? Like, you fucking people are depressed for a reason, man. You're not getting any sun. Vitamin D. Exactly. But to have a, a comedy club up there, there's so many cool fuckers up there, man. Seattle, Portland, that whole I love Northwest. It's, yeah, great, it's badass. Man. It's great. It's like always good times. I've never had a bad show up there. They've always been fun. Portland is fucking that that Helium Comedy Club, one of the best places we ever worked. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Best setup too. I've it's heard it's great. Stage, great everything. Those Helium guys are the guys from Philly. They just know exactly yeah. what they're doing. They they're they're fucking masters at it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, there's a, there's a few of those clubs like Improvs. Like we did the Ontario Improv this weekend. Fuck, it was awesome. Yeah. That Ontario improv is one of the most underrated improvs, man. Because the people out there are as cool as shit. It's always packed. Every show was sold out. It was fucking awesome, yeah, man. Yeah, there seems to be a real correlation to how cool comedy clubs are getting and how your podcast is becoming popular. Because there's a lot of fucking podcast fans that come out to these shows and they're fucking yeah awesome somebody fucking palm banana bread and a ziploc bag <laughs> into my hand in atlanta that was one of the funniest cool <laughs> coolest yeah. things like what so, the f- and it was just banana bread that's some that's a brownie somebody gave me i'm scared of it's right there oh mm. forget it you just don't know i'm yeah. scared it's terrifying <laughs> i'm gonna feed it to my dog keep it in the original happens. form you can't like you just <laughs> never know you never know what it could be man that could be some jacob's ladder shit you could so, so if uh, they want to see you, uh, how do they buy tickets for this comedy Go showcase? to my website, DuncanTrussell.com. There's a link to the tickets on my website. Boom. That's Trussell with two S's and two, two L's. L's. DuncanTrussell.com. Also, go to DeskSquad.tv and sign up for the DeskSquad podcast. There's a whole series of podcasts that Brian hosts outside of this that has like Sam Tripoli as a podcast under him and fucking Tom Segura as a podcast under him. And there's a, a bunch of different really funny people that, that have podcasts over there. Freddie Lockhart, John Reeb, John Heffron. Brody uh, Stevens. Brody Stevens, Lester. A bunch of really good. So if you're like looking for interesting shit to keep you occupied at work, it's all free, of course. It's all on iTunes, of course. Um, also, Ari Shafir has his own now. It's called The Skeptic Tank. You can find it, Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank, that's S-H-A-F-F-I-R. And um, Duncan has the Lavender Hour, and the Lavender Hour is also on iTunes. And you guys have LavenderHour.com, right? That's it. LavenderHour.com. Of course, it's all free as well. And you also have a special episode every week that you can pay for, right? Bonus episode. We do it. Well, we haven't been doing it every week, but every once in a while we'll throw one up there. They're out there. But you've got a shitload to get through if you've never listened to it. There's like 48. And they're all online. They're all online. 
powerful. And um, uh, thank you to The Fleshlight for sponsoring us. If you go to JoeRogan.net, click on the link for The Fleshlight, enter in the code name Rogan, you will get 15% off the number one sex toy for men. <laughs> I got to come up with something cooler to say with that. Brian is just Sorry. a master. He just <laughs> has this down to a science. CIA! He's CIA operation! Motherfucker. <laughs> That's why he interjects. He tries to fuck with your thought waves. I fucked up the show today. Uh, what if he's, a, up the what if he's like a time traveler and he knows... They were they, trying to talk about time travel. I told him they were faggots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Um, thank you to uh, Onnit Labs. For, uh, go to onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T, for the alpha brain cognitive enhancer substance, whatever you call this. And if you go to uh, the link off the website, off joerogan.net, enter in the code name Rogan, you will get 15% off and then make yourself all smart and shit. Yes, they're and great. Great so dreams. Duncan Trussell this weekend, Comedy Showcase, Ann Arbor, Michigan, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday Night Live. What? Go see him. See go, go, go Good there. You. Go. If you're in Michigan, you must go. Oh, this Friday, we're going to be at... Um, the Ice House, the little tiny room. Yeah, Pasadena Ice House. Yeah. There's a Death Squad show. It's Joe Rogan. Two, Joey Diaz two is probably going to do yeah. it. Two shows. Brennan Walsh is going to do Oh, it's a lineup it. of killers. Yeah. And it's a small-ass room. It's only 85 seats. It'll yeah. sell the fuck out. Yeah. But we're doing this little thing on purpose because it's fun. Yeah. It's a real intimate little environment. It's a, a real a fun place to fuck around. Are you going to be around? No, you're going to be around because you're going to be at the Comedy Showcase in Ann Arbor, Ann Arbor. Michigan. And if you can go to DuncanTrussell.com, you can get the tickets for that. And then just fucking... just. Folks, we love you. Thanks for everything. Just keep being who you are because you're cool as shit. And all you people out there that are listening on your on your treadmills and on your elliptical machines and driving in your cars and sitting in the subway and on the train, and we love you. We love you. We're there. We are all connected. Yeah, you are having a conversation with us. We are moving forward. Occupy Wall Street. And Viva la revolution! Hold it till I get there. Get your machine shirts at BurtBurtBurt.com. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. We love you guys. Bye. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.